I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Jesus jumping Christmas shit. Welcome to Very Unreasonable Things. We are here to talk about Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. screaming for Friday the 13th the final chapter Jason is back he moves like a shadow dark and silent Sorry, you change your mind? he never utters a word he doesn't even seem to breathe he's simply Mindlessly, <laughs> mercilessly, <laughs> kills. But now, Jason's reign of terror is over. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Friday, April 13th, is Jason's unlucky day. Daniel, Josh, how are you doing, gentlemen? Doing good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that's what the intro was going to be. And I am so pleased that it is. Uh, I did write it down. Did you write it down, Bo? Yeah, I wrote it down, and then I drew an arrow all the way back to the top of the page and said, open with it. Because I wrote the, the entire thing down. Because, like, this has always been, like, Whenever we've discussed Friday Thirteenth, just uh, Part Four as a as a movie, we've this quote is always at the forefront of the movie, yes. and I wrote it down. And uh, Bone, you did a fantastic job there. I'm just going to read out exactly what Axel says because there's a little there's there's more there's more. It's it's Jesus Christmas. Holy Jesus, goddamn! Holy Jesus, jumping Christmas shit. (laughs) What's funny is, is in my notes, (laughs) I have it written exactly, and at the end of it, I have it like um, (laughs) quoted, like you know, the little quote by uh, Axel Burns. You know, I think that Friday Thirteenth Part Four has, aside from that, it has more stuff. It's one of the more quotable Friday Thirteenths. Oh. For sure. For sure. 
Yes. It, it's funny because when we, whenever I saw that scene last night, and every time I do, it brought me back immediately to whenever we watched that shit. We rewound that scene like six fucking times, dying laughing. Yep. It was and, fucking hilarious. Surely we were stoned, but God, it was great. <laughs> it was so I, funny. I know I've said this on the podcast before, uh, and I think... Bone, you had sort of contradicted it, and you you may be right as well, but part four of this movie, you couldn't find in our bumfuck town of Carthage, Mississippi to rent. Yeah. Like the first, this was the last Friday 13th movie I saw in terms of renting them. Because, like, part four was just like a, um, the Holy Grail for Carthage, Mississippi. Like, they had every one of them. And we had to go to, like, Philadelphia, Mississippi, uh, where me and Daniel, uh, watched it for the first time because we were with, uh, the guy that we've lost contact with, Will. And I remember we rented Friday 13th, part four in Detroit, Rock City. Because it was ninety nine around that time, yeah. and even, even the cashier was are. like, "What Detroit Rock City's watching good. a movie Kiss. based on Kiss? I don't I even know Kiss. who you are. I hate Kiss. I, that movie is it holds a special place in my heart. I, I look, you're dead to me. I got an announcement to make. I'm about to take this no. podcast solo. Fuck you no. guys watching Jesus Detroit Rock Christ. City. I hate Kiss more than you. I'm obviously not. Sure of it. But the, even the cashier told us, she was like, uh, she was comparing the movie. She was like, why are you reading this? <laughs> you know, the final chapter. Yeah. And it was. What? Detroit know. Rock City was just the buffer tape. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, know what like, I mean? <laughs> Maybe she won't notice the Friday the 13th part four. Oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah. So I don't remember having that problem because I once I've watched most of these movies in Mississippi because my dad would rent them for me and I don't remember having that issue finding it. Well, now how old were you? Well, Detroit Rock City. So you guys were older or not older, but it was later on when you saw it. Mm-hmm. If you say yeah, ninety nine, so it, yeah, it was like the eighties. So like that little video store that used to be beside the Walmart, before, you know, when it was at that one shopping center, Sun Suncoast. Was Sun Coast? Not Sun Coast, Sun. Sun. Sorry, yeah, just Sun Coast was a legit. Yeah, it was. That was in the mall. That was a great yeah. store. I hate that that does shut down. Yeah, but yeah, it's unfortunate. I will say that place had it in Hell House or Sims, not House. Well, House too, maybe, but Sims may have had it. But yeah, I don't. But also, once again, that was like the eighties, early nineties when I'd visit in the summers and shit. And somebody probably just rented it and didn't return it. Probably well, for good reason. one copy. Yeah. <laughs> the, Fuck this. The, I'm the only prob- one that this fucking movie anyway. <laughs> the problem I had was Friday 13th part five, and we can discuss it when we get to that movie, but that was just trying to find a, apparently there was only one copy of that floating around Carthage, Mississippi, and it was jacked up, but different topic or different discussion for a different day. So Friday 13th part four though, you saw in 1999, along with the instant classic Detroit rock city, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know who y'all are. 
so disappointed. Well, what, do you remember the first time you watched this? Uh, it was probably like in the summer when my dad rented it for me. That's very vague. Oh, yeah. Any summer. Any summer. Any summer that didn't involve a kiss movie as a buffer. <laughs> so I don't remember the exact. No, I don't remember the. Like, at this point, Josh, I'm 42, man. I can't remember the exact years that I saw these movies. If it wasn't in a the theater, then yeah, it's kind of hard to put a finger on it and exactly nail it down. Well, speaking of theater, uh, this was 84. And of all the franchises that were covering, you know, past Friday the 13th, uh, every year has been represented outside of 83, which is crazy. But 84... I mean, 83 was a shit year. 83 was... I mean, it wasn't a shit year in terms of movies, but... Oh, I don't know. I'm just making shit up. But 84, man, like, what a what a year. If you were a movie-going person, teenager, I mean, just, you know, obviously Nightmare on Elm Street, just what we're covering. Gremlins, Temple of Doom. Uh, what else was 84? Terminator? I mean, just... I used to have a list because I used to say 84 was like one of the greatest years for for movies. But yeah, uh, my mind's failing me now. But 84, just phenomenal year. Uh, I think there was a John Hughes movie in there. I think it was maybe uh, 16 Candles as well. But yeah. Yeah, final chapter, though. I mean, yeah, and um, there's more in there. Uh, What'd you say, Daniel? I'll I'll say there's a lot of good movies. They did have a lot of good movies that year. Oh, I thought thought you had named another one. Uh, No, I just said I concur. (laughs) I concur. But Uh, Conan the Destroyer. But before I Whoa, no, else, you um, said good movies, motherfucker. Don't mention Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Daniel. I'm sorry. I look, I ride and die for Detroit Rock City and Conan the Destroyer. That's been yeah. established. But I was gonna say, man, it's so crazy because uh I'm sure you guys saw that fucking uh Ted White passed yeah. away like a week ago. Yeah. Crazy. Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters. Yep. The crazy right, Ted White. Police Academy. Footloose. Romancing the Stone. Star Trek Three. Those were the top grossing movies. Yeah. And yeah. But Ghostbusters, Ted- Beverly Hills Cop. I mean, that's Ted White. I thought it was a great Jason. Me too. Uh maybe the best. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to just be Josh on that and be contrarian and be like, "Oh well, you know, I prefer." But no, I was thinking. Well, I was thinking the same thing. Like maybe the best, As, aside from because I think we're all in agreement on the, um, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but the dude that played Jason in the remake, it does a pretty intimidating Jason. Yeah, I, I, um, a lot of problems with that movie, but he wasn't it. I had his name. It's. 
But as far as a God physical presence, yep. he might be like. But as far as like just like this, Jason, yeah, definitely. Him and Richard Brooker, you know, I, we we sang his praises on part three. I mm-hmm. mean, it's and it's so funny uh, because I I was reading the part four chapter in Crystal Lake Memories, and there is a consistent theme when you read that book, uh, especially past part one, because part one they didn't. You know, part one's part one. All of these actors are so ashamed of being in these movies. Yeah. And yeah. Ted White is, he took his names off the credit. <clears throat> they were like, do you want to be, you know, Ted White as Jason? He's like, no, just put Jason as Jason. He was that ashamed. That's it, crazy. Everybody, it is, because it's like, name another franchise and you can within this small community of horror movies that is getting documentaries, hardcover books, you know, Hellraiser ain't getting that shit. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw what, Massacre ain't getting that shit. Although I'll say though, I don't, I don't think Doug Bradley was ever ashamed of the fact he played pinhead. No, God bless him though. God bless him. I'm just saying like people are, who are ashamed of, but Doug Bradley's a bad, uh, pin, uh, Hellraiser's a bad example. Well, no, I mean, I get what you're saying because like Kevin Bacon didn't want to, like having any kind of association with Friday the 13th after he yeah. made it, you know? And, and it seems like in the eighties there was that thing, especially like well, for a lot of these actors that thought they were going to make it. And, and how many of them did, right? This movie is probably the most star studded I th- based on like yeah. two people mainly, right? Corey Feldman and Crispin Glover. Yeah. And, and I got, a, I got a thought I want to say on both of those guys, but these people that are like all just trying to disown these movies and stuff. But then one thing I say about Kane Hodder and he's not my favorite Jason, not even close. I, I'm not a fan of the way Kane Hodder portrays Jason, but Kane Hodder loves being Jason. That's one thing you can say about that man. Like he's all up in it about like, yeah, his yeah, heart's in it. I love playing Jason. I love being Jason and loves horror movies. Um, and you know, Robert England, same thing with like Freddie, but yeah, a lot of these people, like you said, didn't want to be associated with it. And it's just like, oh, they're too good for horror movies or something like that. And now it's almost like the opposite. Now you're doing horror movies and it's like, you know, like, hey, you know, who can we get up in this? And you yeah. see people being a part of them. Even Kevin Bacon, who, you know, tried to get away from horror, came back. You know, um, it was in some, I think we all liked Stir of Echoes okay, right? I like Stir of Echoes, yeah. I, mean, I like Stir of Echoes. No. Um, everybody likes Tremors. He, yeah, but, yeah, but Kevin Bacon was ashamed of Tremors up until recently. Well, yeah. well now yeah. he's now he's doing more horror. And that's what I'm saying. Man. Like, he may be ashamed, but he keeps coming back to the fucking genre because they just did that one on, um, was it Hulu? They, them? Is it Hulu or is it? No, maybe it was Peacock. I think it might be. Yeah, Peacock. I think it's Peacock. Yeah, I yeah. just yeah, saw they, that they, earlier, yeah. like an hour. Well, not an hour, but a little yeah. bit ago. Uh, but yeah, and it's, you know, and part of me wants to be like, you know, shame on you, Kevin Bacon, you want to come back now and you want to, you know, be a part of these horror movies and stuff when you didn't want to be associated with them earlier and in, in your career. And like Josh just said, apparently you were ashamed of tremors also, but now like, oh man, I need to work or, or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know if Kevin Bacon needs to work. Probably not. I mean, he did have that. He's been pretty. 
like he had an indie rock band steady too, for a while, right? Yeah, but he he lost a lot of money after Bernie Madoff, though. He came back to the genre, but now you see, which see people like being more accepting of it, and it's like a big, it's a bigger thing, and maybe social media made that okay. It's kind of like anime, right? You back in the day. Like when I was younger, when you guys were younger, you know, it wasn't cool to watch anime. So it was almost like he was watching it in the closet, so to speak. You were keeping it a secret and yeah. you had to buy the tapes from whatever, like the Suncoast videos or wherever. And you would buy them and you wouldn't tell your friends, you know, but you're like, oh man, this is kick ass. Like Ninja Scroll, Vampire Hunter D, Akira, uh, Samurai X, uh, Trigun, shit like that. Those are some of the ones I watched. Um, and there was other ones I bought, and I just can't think of the names off the top of my head. But now everybody loves anime, right? And now yeah. everybody loves horror. And now it's okay to be associated with that genre. And you got, and you know, hats off to the people that were fucking in it the whole time and didn't shy away from it. Like we said, like the Doug Bradleys and Robert Englands. And um, now I, I'm going to get the name, God damn it, the dude in Halloween 3. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. I, I keep wanting to say Tom Scarrett. <laughs> well, we've already established Tom Atkins is a dude. But, yeah. But, but never shied away from those. Him. Yeah, but the difference between those is those guys were um, the leads, the monsters. Yeah. <clears throat> My problem lies within when I'm reading this book is, you know, okay, Ted White. He's Ted White was like 58. When he was Jason, anyways, he was an old guy, you know. Yeah, he was older. Yeah, was when you get cast as a victim. Okay, I can imagine you're theatrically trained, and then like the only role you can get is a victim in a B movie slasher. Okay, I get you not being proud of that, especially if you're educated as a thespian. Yeah. But what's weird to me is when. Even in retrospect, you're ashamed of it when they're making a book of it. And you're like, oh, I did this piece of shit. Uh, you know, and it, it's just weird because it's like this movie gave you a level of notoriety that you would you didn't have before. That was my thoughts exactly. Like yeah. you just and you, verbalized it. And you didn't have afterwards unless it was this role – like Larry Munson, Lawrence, Lawrence Munson, I got the name wrong, who plays Teddy in this movie, mm-hmm. who, uh, nothing against the actor. I, I mean, I, you know, that w- when we get into this movie, like everybody in this movie is good, you know? Yeah. And I was reading his little excerpt and he was talking about showing his bare butt for the scene. And he was like. He's like, I have no problem with nudity. It's like, would I show my butt for an artistic movie? He's like, yeah, I'd, I've got no problem with nudity. He's like, would I show my butt again for this type of movie? She's like, hell no. It's like, for this type of movie? You mean a movie that's being talked about 35 years afterwards? Yeah, the only movie exactly. that people can remember you from? Yeah. Yep. I, I, I don't know. It just... Maybe that's why he's okay showing his butt in other movies is because nobody will see it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Think you're but, something. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... 
And you know, I don't know. I, I would go ahead, Bone. Sorry, I would kind of understand that sentiment a little more if it was a new movie that didn't have a following. But like, you're in part four of a movie that's got a pretty good fan base at this point that's constantly making money. So it's not like you're taking a risk by showing your ass and, and you couldn't see me do the air quotes, but taking a risk by showing your ass in a movie that people may or may not watch and it may bomb at the theaters. Like, no, it's going to be seen. We know that at this point, because this is pre Jason goes to hell, you know, pre Jason X before the movies got really, really just off the rails. Yeah. Like it's, like I said, it's Even not like it took them into Manhattan. Yeah, it's not like you're taking a you're taking a risk on a property that may or may not take off. You're in something that's established at this point. Yeah, you know, you're showing your butt cheeks. Who cares? It's not like they ask you to show your dong. And you know, it's <clears throat> if anything, mainly you should be more worried about the fact that when you were running, nobody saw your ball sack or your dong. It must have been shrinkage. <laughs> But I'm sure they tape that shit up. For me, it's mainly people thumbing their nose at a genre that they think is beneath them when it's. Oh, yeah. It, Feeling like they're too good for it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And you would see that in the reviews, too, at, at this time on these like horror movies. Like how many of them had good reviews? None of them. And at that time, you only had like, I don't know. I'd hate to throw a number out there. Maybe 20 movie reviewers in 1984 that people listened to. Yeah. Because it was the era of newspaper. Now, now you can go look at, and I, we're not going to get into this. I'm using this as an example. Sure. Uh, Halloween ends, and you go to the reviews. And there's 200 because we're at the, you know, more than 200 because we're at the age of, uh, you know, anybody can be a reviewer. Everybody gets to be a critic and everybody can be letterboxed. I mean, we're examples of that. I mean, who are we? We're doing a podcast of doing that right this very exactly. Second. And well, I'm not even I'm, no, I'm not even talking about podcasters, litterbox. I'm talking about like bloggers and, well, yeah. and people who. Well, I'm just saying everybody has access to that now, so you're mm-hmm. everybody can have a voice. Yeah. Whereas in like you said in the 80s, it was it was just Fangoria. It was uh, yeah. Gene Shalling, right? Yeah, Shallot, Shallot, and you know, and a handful of other people that were you know, reviewing these movies and they kind of had that same mentality. It seemed like, where they were just like, ah, oh, let me thumb a nose up at these movies. You know, it's not, uh, they know. weren't sophisticated and people thought they were fucking sophisticated. Yeah. So, yeah. And cause like, when you look at the reviews on this movie, it's going to, I, you know, getting ahead of myself here, but like the critics review is greatly different than my reviews. Like there's a big, disparity in the, in the number rankings here. And I just go ahead and tell you like up front. So when we get to it at the end, you know, if you're into this sort of thing and I didn't look at Metacritic, Nopa critic, cause I just looked at what was on Wikipedia when I was kind of looking at some things, but I want to say like on rotten tomatoes, it's like a 22 or 24% or yeah, something. It's, pretty low. it's in the twenties. It's ridiculously low. Yeah. That's horrible. And yeah, no, that right? doesn't, ref- 
like for me anyways, that doesn't reflect this movie at all. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you release this exact movie now, it's way higher than 22, 24%. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, exact movie. About 28, like, 29. And you'll get different scores 26. from the same 20 people <laughs> that gave it low scores. They'll get mm-hmm. it higher because now, you know, it's like, well, I don't know. Maybe they don't feel like they have to shit on things or whatever. I don't know. It's like that episode and, and it's it's probably been a minute since we did this, but let's let's tie it back to The Simpsons. You remember the episode where Homer became a food critic and yeah. he loved everything? And then they were like, you know, I think it was Lisa, another food critic, like, you can't love everything. And so he started shitting on everything. <laughs> no, I mean, that is I brilliant by The that. Simpsons. That is so brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and, like, everybody loved having Homer as a critic because, you know, he just, he wanted to enjoy things. And then the establishment came along and ruined that form. He's like, no, you can't do that. And that's how I feel about, like, reviews back in the day. It's like, there's this agreement like, okay, this movie, yay. This type of movie, nay. Nobody break from that. Yeah. You know, side tangent, right quick. I was thinking about The Simpsons right before we got on. And the quote I kept thinking about was, what's the point of showing off a Honda? If you, and, uh, what is it? <laughs> what's the point of having a Honda if you can't uh, show it off? <laughs> God, you talking about when they stole the uh Yes. The Honda the hood ornament. Yeah. What's the point of having a Honda if you can't show it off? That's a fucking thing of the past too, the hood ornament that stands up that was held yeah. down by like the wire. Yeah. Damn. It was it was it was Jaguars Super Nintendo Chalmers. Do it, huh? Yeah, Jaguars. Well, do bands I mean, still do it? You can't yeah, have Ben's a Jaguar and not have that big majestic. I, I, well, I think. No, Ben's might not. Or can you get it? I don't know. Might be an option still. I mean, you're talking That's to the back then. Daniel, you're the it's only probably person. probably an app you have to get to release it. Hold on. Let's just be real. Daniel's the only one amongst the three of us that can afford a Ben's <laughs> or a Jaguar. Yeah, like a fucking 20-year-old Ben's that barely runs. I see your Facebook Whatever, post. Daniel. You're just being modest. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Friday Thirteenth Part Four. We've we've talked about it a little bit, but let's get into it proper. Uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter, released April Thirteenth, nineteen eighty four. Oh, April Thirteenth. It was released on a Friday Thirteenth. I'm assuming because usually movies release. It's got to be right. Probably, maybe. I don't know. I didn't think to look it up. That's a falter on my part. 91 minutes had a budget of $2.6 million made $33 million at the box office directed by Joseph Zito. Maybe. And I had to look this up. I didn't know. I didn't know that he directed these other movies, but Joseph Zito apparently is a Canon director because he did miss in action and invasion USA. Uh, stars Kimberly Beck, who was in a soap opera called capital for like 260 episodes. I've never heard of that. It might be an Australian. And she was in Independence Day. Was she? she? Was a, yeah, she was a housewife. It was on a Friday. I just fact-checked it. Did you? Thank you, Daniel. Obviously, Ted White is in the movie as Jason. And then we, we alluded to this 
and said that this might be like the most star-studded Friday the 13th, and it's based off mainly two people. Uh, Crispin Glover, who was in Back to the Future, What's in Gilbert Grape, Willard. He Charlie's in Angels. Charlie's Angels. He was in both of those. Um, probably didn't have the career he should have had. Uh, he pissed off hot Spielberg. Tub machine. Yeah, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. He pissed off Spielberg. That's the man you don't want to piss off in Hollywood. How, how do you piss him off? Uh, he was asking for too much money for part two. And then when they uh, used his uh, likeness, he sued him. In part two. That's the reason why Michael J. Fox plays. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't even Michael J. Fox. I think they just got to look at him. Well, he ended up being like all the family members in part three, which is really annoying. Yeah. Because it's like, why would this entire family look like one person? Especially the husband and wife. Nass semen, bud. Yeah. But, and then Corey Feldman. And Corey Feldman is like some. Like Corey Feldman was fucking huge in this time period. Yeah. So Corey Feldman, Lost Boys, Goonies, The Burbs, Stand by Me, License to Drive, Dream a Little Dream. I'm missing you Gremlins. The same one that came out this year, Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. So Corey was. Did in you even a say lot. Lost Boys? I did. It was the first one I said. Did uh. you even pay attention? I thought you said the Goonies first. No, I didn't. But uh, yeah, Corey Feldman was in a lot of big movies and then just fucking got relegated to B movies. Yeah, deservingly so. Well, and I think, you know what? And I'll say this for Corey Feldman, though. He was like the first person that I remember that come out and said that Hollywood was fucked up and there was a lot of pedophiles and a lot of shit happening. And I remember when yeah. he was he was on that episode of The View, and they shut him down. Yeah, Baba Wawa. Yeah, and they're like, oh, this isn't happening, Corey. You're just making stuff up. And then, oh, hey, look. Turns out Corey was right. And a lot of these people are fucking like rapists and pedophiles. Yep. So, you know, congrats to Corey for, you know, being brave enough to fucking stand up and say that. And, you know, obviously Corey Feldman won half of the Corys. Obviously. Yeah, and also, we got Daniel Judy Aronson. Like, he doesn't know what the Corys are. You're talking about Corey Hain? Yeah. 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 And Corey Hart. Corey, Corey Fisher? That night? She was in Star Wars. Corey Fisher. God damn you. But yeah. Now, I was also going to say Judy Aronson. And I probably got that name wrong. Uh,. Look, I know she's not on the level as Feldman or Glover, but she was in Weird Science, which is yeah, that was going to be my big next time step. for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's who I was thinking of. Um, yeah. Whenever we were kind of ranking them, you know, do y'all remember the two big stars? The one other star that I could think of was uh, that lady. Ah. And this movie has Jared Leto in it. I mean, this is dude. Oh, yeah. It's funny you say that because yeah, I I was thinking about that too. Like when we got to that, when the characters get introduced, um, do y'all remember the Weird Science TV show that was on USA? Oh yeah. fuck yeah, dude! Lisa, uh, Vanessa Angel, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, uh-huh. build many a fourteen year old seed to that girl <laughs> woman. <laughs> so, 
the uh, the movie though, like when it starts off, it's like a direct continuation, more so than like what part three was to two is a direct continuation. Like it literally picks up like minutes after, right? It's like, Oh, Hey, here's oh, yeah. and you get the quick yeah. recap, which I, I do like the quick recap. I'm not going to shit on it. Cause this one was only like three minutes or two and a half minutes. And it's like, here's a quick recap of what's happening. So you understand who Jason is and where we're at, yeah. but it's the third movie in a row. I know, but let's assume that you're a new viewer coming in point, and you don't know what's going on. I'm really playing with it being too much. I was going to throw that out there. I yeah. I thought it was too much when the other one was so long. When you watch yeah. the entire ending of like the first movie in part yeah, two. Yeah, that, that's very crazy. All we got to see is the chop. Yeah. That's all we got to see. So you get the uh, you get the quick recap, and then the movie literally picks up like minutes after the third one ends, and they're taking Jason yeah. to the morgue. Or the mortuary, or whatever you want to fucking call it, the morgue. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a dead body attitian. But you go there, and immediately when I saw this, and and then we got a uh, Alex with you know G's and Jumpus Christmas shit or whatever it was. Uh, Axel. The, the, the first, yeah, I said Axel. The first thing I they the, said Alex. No, no, Axel. But the first thing that like come to my mind when I saw him was like. This is like a knockoff bud. No, I really from seriously. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're not in a hospital, we're in a morgue, but you know, still it's like a dude working at like some kind of medical facility that's just trying yep. to fuck. The slacker, horny guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you filled out your application, it's just like job skills. Fucks. Talent. I'm gonna say fucks. this. Aspirations. There- fuck. There's certain small things about this movie. And in my mind when I was watching this, and I, I'm not trying to go off on this conversational tangent, and it, it might happen. That reminds me a lot of the movie that I love, which is Halloween Kills. is because they give these characters these small things. Like when we first introduced to Axel, he's eating a, like a donut that looks pretty fucking good, which is juxtaposed to a nasty ass banana later. But he's eating this donut and it, and it, just these small things, which I think adds a lot to like this slasher genre. And he's eating the donut and then he puts it on Jason and then he's making like these comments. But it's just something that just. It's, I don't know. It adds flavor to a scene to where you could have had Axel not eating anything. Yeah. And then just talking about it, you know, being gross with a dead woman. And that gives you nothing. But the fact that he's eating a donut and then he puts it on Jason and then he picks it up and eats it again. Yeah. Uh, when you give these victims just a little bit of Sean. I don't know how else to say it. It just means so much more. And this movie gets so many things right. But one of the things that it gets a gold star on is making these victims seem like real people. Have personality. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was that was one of my notes too. And it was like you you see it and get a little ahead of ourselves, but you like with um Teddy and Jimmy, like mm-hmm. their relationship. Like, 
this seems like, you know, two friends, you know, they're probably real good friends, but they, you know, at times have this antagonistic relationship because Teddy likes to give Jimmy shit, you know, with his computer and, you know, yeah. Jimmy being a dead fuck and, you know, blah, blah, Can blah. Can we refer to him as Jimbo? Jimbo. Jimbo. I know, I know. He's like, he's called like Jimmy three times and Jimbo two times or something like that. Um, <clears throat> Axel's kill though, like, well, before we get to Axel's kill, yeah, Axel trying to fuck at the, the mortuary and no notice that like when he's about to get laid, he reaches around behind the back and turns it back to the aerobics. It's like, yeah, it's not enough that I'm about to have sex. I got to watch women in leotards while I do it. Yeah. Uh, the the girl on the TV screen uh, is in part six. Mm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, Darcy somebody. Yep. She uh, she plays the RV chick. Uh, oh, the one that part six, the only one that didn't show any breast. No, part six had no nudity. Yeah, and she was asked to do it, but they were like, hey, yeah, she would be contract. And, and hey, you know what? Get your money. I mean, don't just put them out there for free. Hey, you didn't sign that contract to show your breast. Don't show your fucking breast. Yeah. Make them pay you. Charge them by the titty. Yeah. Yep. That's what I do. Yeah. That's how it's done. It's funny because you by were talking about. Uh, and the ball. You get one ball for talking 10, about them coming two balls in. for 20. Go ahead, Daniel. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, technically you jumped, you moved in on my joke while I was still talking, but go ahead. I see you making your yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what are you, you saying, sir? I was only going to say uh, that there was a quote that was really funny to me uh, right before they come to the hospital, whenever they're cleaning up the fucking mess. And um, I think it's like the sheriff or whoever the main guy they're following walking up. He says, um, this the guy leaving all the wet stuff? Did y'all catch that? No, I didn't. No, it was so didn't. cheesy. <laughs> like, it's, it's like it was like the sheriff or whoever they were following, and he's like, "This the guy leaving all the wet stuff." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I had never caught that, but it stood out to me then. You know, but it was funny. It, that's right before they bring him to the morgue. That's such a subtle, great line, though. Yeah, just I love it. Another fucking job. No, but it's crazy because yeah, the night before they were cleaning up all this shit before too. You know, yeah. like it's crazy. He's leaving a fucking trail of blood behind him. Yeah, is this guy leaving all the wet stuff? I mean, it's just subtle things. Yeah. But, yeah. Axel's but you're right, Bone. The kill was fucking gnarly. Yeah, I was gonna say Axel's kill. Like, I mean, I I really liked it. Like, because first he gets the fucking like saw. And then he fucking twists his head. Yeah. Like, th- that was pretty cool. Yeah. And there's well, some kills. Did y'all notice? Kills of the franchise. There's some <laughs> kills that were kind of lackluster, but that wasn't one of them. Well, did you notice when they, uh, when he shut the door to the morgue, did you, did you see the breath? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but it's, it's a nice touch. But it is a nice extra little touch. And Jason has some leathery looking hands in this movie. Oh, it's. He does. Oh, I love his hands. I love his hands. It's just. It looks ghoulish. Yeah. You know, I think that he was just scratching them all up on that rough ass rope that he was trying to get off of his face the night before. Yeah. And it's just. Then fell in dirt, got him dirty. There you go. 
Yeah, so we uh, we get inter- introduced oh. to. Oh, I like you know there was a gap and you said nothing. And as soon as I started talking, you're like, oh. I just started looking at my notes. Come on, we're professionals here. Uh, the uh, the nurse he's trying to get with our yeah. Morgan nurse. Uh, she calls in the Super Bowl of self abuse. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so crazy how she is like, no, no, seriously, I'm wanting to watch the news about this crazy shit they're supposed to bring us up, whatever, and whatever. And then like seriously, he's like, what is this like? Um, then shut my. It's like then shut, shut my mouth. Said, then shut my and mouth. They say it together. Yeah, and it's like as he says, shut my mouth. She says it with him, and then it's over with. They're making out. And, and, it's, it's fucking crazy. Right before that, but what though, I wrote in my moment. notes was saying "shut my mouth" is like Spanish fly for this lady. <laughs> yeah, but I love it because again, like this—I don't know. There, there is a, a flavor to this movie that that I love so much because, like, when she does cut it to the news and the newscaster is talking about. Uh, Jason, he's like, he's been brought to this morgue. Yeah. And you see her and her reaction is like, yay. Like she's like, she's reacting to the newscaster talking about like, he's been brought to us. Like we're getting a mention on the news. Yeah. And it's such a real type of reaction. She's like, yay. Yeah. He's talking about us. And it's, I don't know. That's a, it's, I don't know. Like, I love it. it it's such an honest reaction to yeah. somebody who's working at like a hospital or more. Like, oh, shit, they brought us up on the news. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I feel like they had more people working in this morgue than Haddonfield had working in their hospital on Halloween. <laughs> oh, and, no, they, and they had more lights on. Well, in all fairness, Haddonfield had eight nurses for one patient. <laughs> yeah. No, they had a room full of babies. That's the thing I noticed. They did have a room huh. full of babies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I uh, I noticed that as well whenever it came to the uh, hospital. Because so many jokes that we made about Halloween too, no one being there. Like yeah. this, this hospital was, was bustling. They, they they were doing shit. They were taking care of it. Hey, have you ever ridden in a station wagon that had the back taken out? So it was like a convertible? No, I, I thought about that. Like, that shit's crazy. Like, I don't know if, like, the window just comes out or if they just busted it out. But that's crazy. What the fuck does they do when it rains? That's the first thought that I had. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I just... I saw that and I'm like, man, like I've never seen a station wagon like this. Cause that back section, my mom, you know, had a station wagon when we were younger and you know, one, you didn't want to be seen in it. So the idea that like six, six young adults are driving around a station wagon, you know, like it's the hip thing to do. Like I used to have her, like if she'd take me to school, pull up behind the bus where nobody could see me and then I would jump out and then just act like I was just walking up. Even though at this school, I mean, I had no friends. So it didn't matter if they saw me in the station wagon or not. 
But I was trying to protect. But you weren't going to make friends with exactly. Like if my social standing was at zero, I was trying to protect it and keep it from going to negative (laughs) one. Yeah. But these dudes are just riding around in this fucking station wagon convertible, like it's the hip thing to do. And you got, as I alluded to earlier, you got Crispin Glover or Jimbo and Teddy in the back and having their conversation. And Jimbo is, you know, fretting about Betty, BJ Betty. Yeah. You know, and BJ Betty, like a dead bug. Teddy is telling him like she wanted to be treated right, and Jimbo's not picking up what he's saying. He's like, "I did treat her right," and then you know, he's thinking, you know, obviously like wine, dine, call her, check on her, and Teddy's like, "No, she just wanted to fuck, bro," and you didn't do that. She just wanted some loving, and then he put it funny. he put it. I'm sorry. Let me finish this analogy. Say what you're gonna say. Yeah. Go so ahead. so he runs it through the computer. You can't see me doing air quotes, but hopefully you can pick it up on it by my tone. He runs it through the computer, and you know, Crispin at first is or Jimbo is like, "Oh, this is bullshit." But then it's like he changes. And he's actually waiting to see what comes out of the fucking computer, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like." Concerned. He's got that look on his What's face, that? like, "What did it say?" And he's like, "Says you're a dead fuck." And then he, after he hears that, then he kind of reverts back. There's no computer. And she's like, and Teddy's like, and there's no Betty. So. That whole conversation is gold. But what's even better is that uh, the two guys who have two girlfriends are sitting up front and their girlfriends are rotten bitch. (laughs) Well, yeah. at that point, only one of them has a girlfriend, right? <laughs> no, no, they're they're both got. They're, they're both, both got, no, they're 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 both in a relationship. Oh, yeah. see, I thought Sarah and Jared Leto hadn't. I thought they kind of came together at the house. No, they, they just, just hadn't uh, had sex. Yeah, they took it all the way at the house. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I thought they were just okay. I just misread that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't Are, know how you misread that. Well, because like one, when he asked her if she wants company when she's walking back on the trail and she's like, no, I just picked I thought that was like, she didn't pick up that Jared Leto was interested in her. No, 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 no. Yeah. There, there were definitely a, yeah, a couple of, they, they just, because she, she mentions to her later about having sex. She was just, they, they played into that trope of being a virgin. Well, she lost her virginity. Since we're talking, but since they were, we're talking about it, since we're bringing it up, and our virginities, and when we lost it, no, I don't want to sound shallow, oh. but I mean, she hooked up with Jared Leto before there was a Jared Leto, and back before Jared Leto became a skinny little, like, whatever. I mean, that's a that's a like kind of reminds me. He kind of reminds me of Jared Leto and. Um, Kyle McLaughlin, sort of. Oh, I can see that. Like this uh, this allegation of the two. Yeah. He's a pretty attractive guy. And like she outkicked her coverage. Usually we say that the other way around, but I think we're safe to say here like, like she hit the jackpot, the Jared Leto jackpot. Yeah, she did pretty good for herself. Yeah. Props good for to her. her. Yeah. Props to her. Uh, the guy who's, uh, Pauly. Yeah. Who's the biggest fucking asshole in this movie. Yeah. Um, he kind of shares the face family with the lead singer better than Ezra. A little bit. I didn't think about that. A little bit. Maybe. 
It is funny. I, I made a note about him. It's whenever I think back in these movies, you know, through the franchise, and I'm thinking back on victims and all that. It's so funny that his face never sticks. I see him and I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? But a lot of fucking, there's so many characters throughout that as soon as I see him, I remember him. But for some reason, he does not stick out to me. He looks like your typical uh, frat douche. Yeah. Paul. Which is such a blank. Anglo-Saxon wasp face. Well, I was going to say, know? Paul and Jared Leto are probably the least developed characters in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Paul being... got the le- least amount well, No, of Jared Leto being the least of all. Yes. Because at least... least Paul's a dick. Yeah. Who doesn't like, treat women right. Well, then he realizes, like, oh, no, I can't do this. But, yeah. But, like... And I can't remember Jared Leto's name. And people are going to, like, hear this and think that Jared Leto was in this movie. Doug, but, I don't know. Doug, that's was it. Was it Doug? Oh, yeah. yeah. No wonder I didn't remember because it doesn't look like a Doug. But anyways, yeah, his character really has nothing other than let's just mind our own business. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty it's much it. Yeah, business. Yeah, quit trying to cock block my friend. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, he also again what this movie does. Uh, in that shower scene, like when I think about his character, I do think about he's like, "Oops, Polly, I dropped the soap." You know, just that it—it's nothing, but it is something. You know, like it, yeah. it, no character development. Again, like if you're asking for character development in a slasher movie, then well, they don't have arcs or anything per se, but they have no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he doesn't even have a personality, but yeah. he did. He was singing like Tangerine, and yeah, a lot of movies like you just have the people introduced, and it's like, and it's almost like right when they're introduced, they're given generic personalities just so you can be like, oh yeah, that's the stoner, oh yeah, that's the douchebag, yeah. or that's the slut, or that's the uh, man, mm-hmm. or or whatever. Um, and in here, at least you get like these interactions throughout the movie, and that was one thing I was gonna say. Like compared to like Halloween, right? We all loved Halloween. We we gave it like some of y'all gave it five stars. I think I gave it four. But my biggest complaint about Halloween was the middle of the movie dragged, right? And it became all about Annie and like it was so fucking. Ugh. And at least here, like when there's not people dying, you still get like they have the party and they're doing the little interactions and the skinny dipping, and it's not like you're bored out of your mind. Like there's things happening. Are they important? No, but they're at least giving you something right. And you're giving these interactions yeah. between these characters where you can see their personalities. And like, cause you see that Teddy, like, you know, he talks this big game, but he's, he's not, you know, he's yeah kind of a loser, you know? And then that Crispin Glover or Jimmy's not the dead fuck he thought he was. And you got the twins where the one girl moved in on Polly and just different things that happened. But after after we get introduced to those, and I just what else I want to talk about was since Josh is talking about things that the movie does well, and I didn't really catch it until this viewing. But like when we get introduced to the Jarvis family, and then Tommy's mom's like, "Hey, get a haircut." Yeah, and at the end of the movie, he gets a haircut. Oh, dun, I was dun, just dun, saying dun. that I liked how she was fucking with him, being like, "You need a haircut," 
and he had this mask on that yeah. he was bald in. I never caught that until you just said it. That kind of blows my mind. That's like I literally this morning when I was watching it preparing caught that. And I'm like, oh wow. I was like, maybe this movie does more than people give it credit for. That's crazy. That's that's yeah, that's I don't know. See, I never yeah. thought about it like that, but what I did fucking think about whenever I watched this scene is how this mother promised her children pizza. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, ah, now that I think about it, we're going to eat a shit ton of leftovers. And then she says, uh, what was it? Uh, tuna salad, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. tuna salad and orange juice. This mother is a piece of shit. <laughs> or her children are pieces of shit for not eating the food. People out there starving. Oh, she's going to teach them a lesson for leaving so many leftovers. Well, then they, I mean, they did have something to eat after that, though. They had the Jarvis sandwich. Yeah, the Jarvis sandwich. Oh, and I love that. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I, look, I got to give this movie credit again. It, it, it was like a Tommy sandwich, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a Jarvis sandwich. And they got but it right. Tommy, Tommy because was the, Tommy was in the middle. Yeah. You don't call it a you know, like they got it right. It is funny though. Uh, you after Axel, no, after the nurse dies, I think. No, it is after the nurse dies. Looking at my notes, which is another. You don't see much, but it's pretty graphic because he just he stabs her and then he just pulls down. It yeah, immediately, yeah. With a like uh, surgical knife, it immediately cuts to the mother and daughter jogging. And you know, if the mother has an arc or just a character trait, she loves to jog. She loves to jog. My God, yeah. In nineteen eighty four, she's jogging the. I mean, she's ahead of the curve. But the mama, da- the mama da- daughter are talking, and they're talking about because I watch movies now with subtitles on. Uh, it's from having like a yeah living in a small apartment and you know got to keep the volume oh, I, down. I, I, have, I have a mind too. Yeah, and the daughter, like you, you never hear who says it, but the the mom and daughter are talking about like, oh, I talked to dad. He wants us to come visit, and then like whatever that relationship is. But then, right before it cuts away, the daughter tells the mom, uh, I think you're getting horny. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like... <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. I was, I... Honestly, after hearing that sentence, I wished her and Teddy would have hooked up. <laughs> you know? We made a better movie. So, since you're talking about the jogging, because it's something I had I was going to bring up later, but since you're talking about it now. It's jogging. It's a a soft J. I I got it. Like Renata. (laughs) Renata. There you go. So, apparently, though, because she makes a comment later on. She's like, hey, she's like, I'm about to go to bed. She's like, six o'clock tomorrow. Once around the lake. So, apparently, they jog around the lake every day, right? Yeah. So, what's happened the previous two days? Around the lake. Yeah. No, this is how much she loves jogging. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Each of the two days previous or prior, (laughs) there's been a fucking murder at different sites of multiple people. And the mom's just like, now 
these police lines, they're not stopping us once around the lake. That's <laughs> because I thought I thought about that today when I was watching it too. I'm like, these fuckers are jogging around the lake. Because you know, obviously, you know, geography or whatever, you know, like we've talked about different locations, but it's still Crystal Lake, right? So it's a lake. It's encompassed by land, with the exception of Jason takes Manhattan, and all of a sudden it has a a, a channel to the ocean somehow. Uh, but anyways, so if all these murders are you know happening at different spots around Camp or around Crystal Lake, they had to have jogged by it, right? Oh yeah, they they've jogged by decapitated head. <laughs> yeah, like who's that dude hanging from the rope with the hockey mask? I don't know, Mom. Let's keep going. We got to do once around the lake. <laughs> no, it's like let's see if we can wide, go wide around that uh, that barn area over there because it's kind of they're doing some weird stuff over there. Yeah, no, nope, like get the full jog in. Maybe they should have noticed a pattern. Like, hmm, they were. Uh, what was the location? Uh, oh, Pakanak. In part two, they're like, they're yeah. in Pakenak today. Oh, now they're at Higgins Haven? And what's next on this fucking location? Oh, no, it's us, the Jarvis it's house. our fucking house. Yeah. It's like, this shit's moving towards us. They didn't have any red line to connect it. Red <laughs> A map. string. Yeah. The red yard. <laughs> yeah, red yard. I love 80s jogging too because it's just jogging in like polyester. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we had so much yeah. to learn about jogging, you know. Hey, did you count the beers that they had? Oh, it's Coors Original, baby. 412s, 48 beers. That's it. Yeah, they had a flat and they had 412 packs. Yeah, because that's what Teddy's computer was. Yeah, they were, uh, um, yeah. And I'm assuming they're renting this house for the summer, right? Because when you look at the house, it looks like it's a house that older people have. No, this was the original Airbnb right here. Yeah. This was the OG. But you got Airbnb. Six people. Then you invited a seventh. And then you got two twins that show up. So now you're at what, nine people? Yeah. And you've got forty eight beers. What's the math on that? Well, no, so I'm assuming it's the one. weekend. Well, I'm just saying that still doesn't seem like that's enough beer. No, it's not. I'm mean, saying if you're having a party and you've got like nine people, like everybody needs a twelve. I mean, I agree that it's not a lot of beer for an entire weekend with that many people. It's not enough but beer for a night. Some people did bring wine though. No, they did. They have did. Wine. Well, no, it's fancy wine, Daniel, and that's only after you get laid. Yeah, except Maybe. when you're Teddy, you just fucking drink it like an asshole. Here, uh, Daniel, yes, and Bone, y'all watch Camp Crystal Lake Memories, right? The yeah, uh, documentary. I drank it while I fucking, or I watched it while I drank a forty-eight pack. <laughs> <laughs> you could because it's that long. Yeah. Uh, uh, the actor who played Teddy said he uh, he went method and he got high. And he was like, he went mad. It was the worst decision he could have made. He was like, oh my God. Could you imagine? Especially uh, me right now. You know, I don't, I don't smoke that much at all. Yeah. Uh, And then like me smoking and then like 
trying to memorize lines with people around and lights and camera. I would lose. And pressure. And pressure. I would lose my ever-living goddamn mind. Good thing the line was just laugh a lot and be silly. (laughs) No, but here's the thing. When you look at him, especially in the scene to where um, he has to go up to the projector. Excuse me. Yeah. You look at his eyes. Uh, We've all been stoned. I mean, the entire world has. We've been to college. Yeah. Well, not even college. Just we've lived. No, we've I just breathed, we've somebody, been high. Somebody made that comment one time. Like somebody was asked if they'd ever gotten high, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been to college." Yeah. Humble brag, but <laughs> I don't think it was meant like uh, that. But his eyes are the most accurate stone I've ever seen in a movie. Like it's like, oh yeah, this cat. Yeah, they're fucking barely open. The, barely open, and you know, it's not even like they're red. It's just barely open. Yeah. So, but it's been a long time since I've done it. Um, you know, obviously I don't do it now, you know, job and all. I think Daniel, you're probably in the same boat. Yeah. But <laughs> I do remember when we went to see No Country for Old Men. Oh, no, no, The Departed. The Departed. Yeah, not No Country. The Departed. You're right. Yeah. Cause me and Josh wrote it cause it was your dad's birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're going to see it. And we were coming to pick uh, meet up with Daniel, and the three of us rode together, and we did it. And then we got, I think, to Drew's. Yep. And did it again. And then me and Daniel rode together, so you know Daniel wouldn't be by himself. So because you and your dad were in a vehicle, and me and Daniel were in a vehicle. And and I bring this up because you're talking about you don't know how Teddy did it. I agree, because I <coughs> I remember like when me and Daniel were riding. Like it seemed like everything was start, stop, start, stop. Like time would freeze, and then I couldn't remember the previous ten seconds. And so I would, and like, and I would have these conversations in my head, and I would pretend like me and Daniel were talking about something, and then Daniel really said something, and then I couldn't remember if Daniel said it for real or if it was a conversation that was going on in my head. And I was like, looked at Dan, like, did you just say this? And I'm like, I can't remember. Oh, and then uh, and then we got to the fucking movie, <laughs> and it was the same thing, man. I had to watch the movie again because I couldn't remember the fucking beginning of it. Because I'd watch something, I'd be like really intent on it, and then it was just like time reset. And I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck just happened over the past ten seconds? I thought that, that guy was a bad guy. I don't even I know how me and Daniel was just a that's a cop. I don't even know how me and Daniel got to the theater because I don't remember the drive. No, look, we got so high, and it was like one of those, you know, I don't know. Like, I love that I got to experience that with my dad because that was just like uh, such a magical moment because I'm with y'all, and I'm with my dad, and we get high, and it's like we came out alive on the other end. I will say this. uh, One of the best movie-going experiences I've ever had, and I I brought it up only because I thought you were there, Daniel, but you weren't. Me and Michael and Dusty got high right before we went to go see War of the Worlds. Yeah. And could you imagine just being stoned watching War of the Worlds? We're like, it was so intense. And it was like, 
It was a lot better than Departed because the Departed, like, you needed to be of your uh, mind. Yeah, I was a little too tense because we because we went to go see like because Drew lived in you know Jackson, and then you had to drive to like outside of Jackson to watch a movie to be safe. Yeah, to where we were like on Lakeland High. And that's safe because it's like, oh, we'll just go like six minutes down the road. Yeah. Because we yeah. went to like the park. Was it there? Play video theater? games. Huh? Oh, wait. We went to the park? You know the park that was the... Uh, wait a minute. Are you talking about me and your dad and Daniel? We played video games? No, me, Dusty, and Michael. Oh, okay. I was going to say because I don't before, uh Before uh, World really of the Worlds. We got high... Oh, went there and then went to uh, I got the worlds. Yeah, it used to have a go kart shit, but they kind of shut yeah, it down. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, on Lake Lakeland. Yeah, where they, yeah. yeah, the arcade, the mini golf, the go karts. Yeah, the place was fun. And then it's like we can't yeah. have that. Shut it down. Yeah. Now it's. What is it now? I don't know. It was Daniel. a Halloween store for a while. I don't know what it is now. Okay, is that where is that where it was? Costumes. So what, so what? It's spirit for like two months out of the year. Yeah, something like that. But I think, I think it was called Seasons, though. I don't oh. know what the fuck. I don't know if it's still there or not. Mm. But speaking of Halloween stores, man, there's something that I saw that I wanted real bad. It was a door, you know, the little flimsy uh, plastic. I might have actually, I might have sent that to y'all in the chat. But it's the flimsy plastic decoration shit. It's like 20 bucks. And there'll be a sheet of it you put on the wall or on the door. But it was the uh, image of um, uh, Leatherface grabbing the door to slam it. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you just, like, for what I was going to do is put it on this door on the outside. So, if you were walking through the hallway and you looked over, you see that's what that looks like. Can we, since you brought this up, Daniel, we need to address something real quick, Josh. Consider this like an intervention, Okay. So, Daniel, move your head to the right or left. You see what's on Daniel's wall? And you see what's on my wall? Can you fucking get on board? Can you get you a Texas Chainsaw Massacre poster? It doesn't have to be big. Just get a little 8x10 or something. Dude, that's what I was going to say that would be pretty funny. If he just got one like a 5x7. Yeah. (laughs) Bitty fucking bitty right under the clock. Yeah. Just just get it tattooed on your forehead. Y'all remember when we all got the Nightmare on Elm Street posters? Yeah, because I had yours. And it's on my wall. And we gave Aaron Nightmare 2. Yeah. Yeah. Which, what what did you get, Daniel? Did you get? I was going to get four. I don't think I got anything, though. Yeah. I was supposed to, but didn't. It's funny because we were joking, like, oh, we'll give Aaron part two. And it's like, oh, joke's on us. Part two's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Mark it's pretty really goddamn good. good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, real quick before we move back into the movie, I would say, "Oh, brother, where art thou?" I saw that movie fucked up. Where the fuck did this come from? Just, you saw it high. Yeah. Uh, me and um, a couple friends I from high school need to start a list of movies that I went to see. Huh? I'm just saying, we went to like to see it in a the theater. I saw Scream Two drunk. Like I was fucked up. Like, if we ever cover Scream and you're like, when's the first time you saw it? Saw it at the uh, theater on, like, Lakeland. The airport theater. 
Yeah, yeah. Corkies. was super fucking drunk. And we got there late, so we were like literally front row. And I remember there were some girls behind us, and they decided they wanted to prop up, and so they threw their feet up on the chair, and one of them ended up kicking me in the head. And then they Jesus. apologized, but I went like Incredible Hulk, and I just started ripping people apart limb by limb. No, obviously didn't happen. I was just really drunk. Actually, was like, you should have said that you pulled a, a ghost face and started killing the Yes, that happened in part that two. movie. Yeah. So yeah. what really happened was, because I was so fucking drunk, I was like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking fell back in my chair and watched exactly. the movie. Because, dude, it was, uh, what so year did okay. that come out? I actually prefer it. What year did that come out? Uh, shit, what, 98? Yeah, so I just, like, recently started drinking. 97. 97, okay, yeah, 97? yeah. So I just started drinking, because uh, my buddy Justin's dad had, had got me into it, man, and he, like, got me fucking drunk on Jack Daniels before we went. Like, I'm 17, man. Think, you know, obviously, I wasn't driving. Somebody else was driving, but, man, I was so fucked up. Yeah. Thank you, Ken Scott. R.I.P. Started me down a wonderful path. Yeah, don't do drugs and drink and drive kids. So <laughs> let's get back to the movie. Well, Did I we- did want to bring up how oh, Gordon sure. is oh. definitely man's best friend. Yeah. I mean, this dog gets out the car and he fucking starts booking ass and they have to chase him and he's sniffing out skinny dipping. That's a a good-ass dog right there. Well, you know, since you brought that up, (laughs) because originally I thought that for some reason, I don't know, my mind didn't connect it. Like, I thought they were parking by their house, but these people had to go on this long-ass hike to get to uh, Crystal Point, I think is what it was called. So I'm assuming that Tommy and and, – what's his sister's name? Trish. 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 Yeah, because there's a teen in this movie also. But Tommy and Trish were actually on their way to go swimming too because then they're like, hey, Trish, come on in. And she's like, I'm overdressed. But then you see her later when they go back to the house and her shirt's open and she's in a bathing suit. But yeah, Tommy, man, like this is the second time that, well, this is the first time he got to see uh, titties because he almost saw it in his bedroom. Yeah. You know, you talk about like the way people act, Josh, and you're talking about like these little interactions. I don't know about you guys. But I remember being young and seeing things like that and kind of having like a similar reaction where you'd act stupid and you would kind of like punch the No, it's the most accurate reaction that somebody his age would have. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, because I'm like, that was me when I was younger seeing titties. That's me now. Funny. (laughs) It was really funny because he's like, he does his little thing and. He's uh, so excited and jumping around and slamming mm-hmm. his head on the pillow and shit. But then he like realizes that he's wasting perfectly good watching time. And he like looks up and like focuses real quick. And then he's like, it, he gets overwhelmed again. Oh, it's so funny. And mom knew. Mom fucking knew. Yeah, I love did. that little look she gave. Like, yeah. I asleep he, watching if he wanted to like fake her out, he should have rolled the other way and been yeah. looking at the other wall when he was sleeping. And it's funny because we're all parents. We can hear what's happening on the other side of the fucking door. So it's like you hear him jumping up on the bed and all of a sudden he's asleep. Yeah. Well, it just makes me think now, like, when I think back about it, like, oh, my God. My parents probably heard, heard me. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in my room jumping around. <laughs> oh, man. Probably so. But, yeah. It's Speaking been, of. It is an accurate uh, reaction. Oh, it was it, it, it was so to the T of how 
a pre. How do you say that? Pre-buset. Pre-buset. Pre-pubescent. Pre-buset. I still can't say it. Sorry. Start Uh, the thought and then pause at the word and I'll say it. I'll just stop drinking. Uh, Here's the thing. I just. Oh no! I wasn't being a dick. I thought that'd be pretty funny. No, it pre-buset. Because like. You know, I'm in Sweden. Daniel's in Mississippi. Bones in Texas. We we never, you know, obviously, Bones just recently got to uh, Texas, but like, we never see each other unless we do the podcast. Yeah, and it's like hanging with buddies. So what I want to do with my buddies when I see them is I want to have a drink. Uh, so. For anybody listening, like, we're talking for like an hour before we start recording. And it's like me drinking wine, whiskey, beer. And then once we start recording, it's like, oh, well, I'm kind of tight right now, you know? But, um, so yeah. But it is funny, though. I had to make a mention of this in my notes of... How many goddamn people in this movie are name starts with a T? Yeah. Yeah. Tommy. It Tina, is. Trish. Ted. Ted. Uh, Tina and Terry. Terry. Yeah. I forgot about Terry. Yeah, because it's twins. Tina and Terry. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy, Trish, Tommy. I'm. I might be missing one, but that is Ted? so many people. That's enough. It doesn't matter. Like at that yeah. point, like that's like five people. Yeah, I get Tommy and Trish in the logistic. Yeah, of you know their siblings, Tommy well, and Trish, like, well, and Tina and Terry as well. I hate that trend, though. I hate it. Like I, mean, which I, I do too. Twi- I hate I the trend. Twi- I don't have with twins, a passion, so I can't say. But it's like, man, you think maybe you do them some favors and be like, okay, your name is. Ashley, and your name is Rhonda. That way, it's not like Sherry and Terry, or like from The Simpsons again, Sherry and Terry, or Tina and Terry, or whatever. Yeah. Like these names that are really similar. Yeah, it is. I I know that I you hope. guys don't like it. I don't really have any type of opinion about it. But I'm just saying, like when you're talking about looking at it in the movie, especially in the 80s. You know, you can kind of understand it for the sibling thing with uh, Tommy and Trish, but you can also see it with the the uh, twins for the same reason. Which, you know, uh, we all have siblings here. Daniel is the is the biggest example, though, because you know your mom had three sons and. Think how weird it would have been if she would have named all of y'all with an M with Michael. Yeah. You know Michael, Mitchell, and Matt, Martin. Mikhail. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. You'd be a Martin. Yeah, I'd definitely be a Martin. Martin Henry. Man, just think if they named your sister Josh. <laughs> Josh Gulen. 
Josh, I know know you've seen it because you watched a lot of it, like King of the Hill, when uh, Cotton has another son. He's like, I'm going to name him Hank. And he's like, you can't name him Hank. My name is Hank. He's like, always wanted a son named Hank. And he's like, well, I'll call him Good Hank. He's like, well, that would imply I'm Bad Hank. He's like, well, you burnt my bacon, didn't you? Or my toast or whatever. (laughs) He's like, Bad Hank. Uh, King of the Hill is... It's almost too sophisticated to quote like The Simpsons. I, I didn't see nowhere near as much King of the Hill as I did Simpsons. It is such subtle humor. To where I've talked to a lot of people here. Uh, I say a lot of people. Uh, I digress. I've, I've talked to people who've watched King of the Hill here. And the humor so subtle that they were like, I didn't find it funny. And I'm like, what? That's how subtle the humor is in King of the Hill. It is. It's the most subtle humor. And yeah, Daniel. They think it's a drama. <laughs> no, but like a cartoon the humor, drama. The humor so uh not in your face, you know? Yeah. It's not a gag driven show no yeah I, I know the show i was just making a joke like i said i've seen plenty of episodes just uh i would say i hadn't seen as much as the simpsons <clears throat> comparing the two hey so you know what name doesn't really that doesn't start with a t and to rob me probably yeah the most bland name in the movie rob dyer yeah rob who's We've talked about this before, but um, I didn't get a chance to really look into it. But he is looking for the killer of his sister, right? Yeah. Sandra. Yeah. Who died in what movie? Part two. Two. So this dude's been on the hunt for two days. Two days. days. Like, he seems to have access to, like, newspaper clippings. Yeah. Yeah, these these things that just just happened. Like you don't, I don't know. But yeah, now he's out there like hunting bear, and Tommy calls him out on his bullshit right away. He's oh, like, yeah. you can't be hunting bear. And they pass right over that shit. Like he calls them out, but then they're BFFs. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, it's funny because he got some compl- cool shit to show you, Rob. Exactly right. And I'm gonna steal Courtney's uh, Courtney's little saying that she had said, uh, but. Uh, Tommy completely clam damned her because she was like the one, like Trish, she's the one trying oh, to get yeah. him in and like flirting and shit. And Tommy's like, Hey, come on to my room. I'm going to see you some, show you some cool stuff or some neat stuff. I'm sure Trish was trying to show him some neat stuff too. Little buddy. All right. You know, fuck but, that up. But before, uh, before Rob Dyer shows up, the car breaks down and I did notice, I don't know if yeah. you guys noticed this, but Trish is a fucking dick to Tommy. She's like, hey, get your little fucking ass out there and fix the car. And he's like, yeah, I need a screwdriver. She's like, what's in the fucking trunk? Go get it. And then he's like, I need the keys. And she makes this little look like he, he's annoying her because he needs the keys. It's like, you've yeah. literally done nothing to help, man. You're making this little eight-year-old I get fucking it. fix it's the Corey car. It's Feldman. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I then, get it. And he knew a surprising. He knew a lot about the car, surprisingly. And you know, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah it's and this I like that too." 
He's like, if I had a yeah, screwdriver, like, check all these things, it's this. And then that, work. that car sounds like it's fucking about to fall apart whenever it finally does crank. But that yeah. was the was- 80s and 90s, though, man. That was like every car I ever owned until I got to be an adult. Which is kind of surprising that it never got brought back. You talking about the car being a piece to of the shit. third act? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You think they would have gone that way, and they didn't need to. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're just fucking jumping back and forth from the two houses. Yeah, you know what? The this is the only time I called it, honestly, because I never called it before. But you see, while Tommy's trying to fix the car. You see somebody walk up, and it's from the knees down. Mm-hmm. And it's every time I've watched it, I've thought, okay, that was a misdirect. That was Rob, but that was actually Jason. Yeah, because they don't have the same footwear and exactly. Well, they don't have the same pants. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I thought time, that, I thought it was Rob. Me too. Shit. Like a, when I watched it last night, I thought it was Rob. I caught it today, and I was like, "Wait a minute, yeah, those are different." Because Rob's were in blue jeans. Yeah, which is subtle, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good old Rob out there hunting bear. Got his a uh, gun. Got a machete. The machete comes into play later. So, I mean, you know, we don't get the car coming into play later, but at least you get the machete. Yeah. And I will say, like, this, I, I'm sure y'all didn't pick up on this. Just me. Oh, just, you're just saying we're some dumbasses, huh? No, but did you know this, that this movie was probably sponsored yes. by the North uh, Face? Yeah, they sent me an email. That's We're about, no, we, we are about to be sponsored every by the backpack, North Every backpack is North Face. The tent Rob has is a North Face. Like, this is 1984. North Face is That's probably crazy. I didn't know not that, even... I mean, it's not even what it, was, it is you're, now. You're right. I didn't catch that. Everything. Everything outdoors. Which is crazy because you see so much North Face around... Now that you think that yeah. we would have, because I did not catch that at all. Either. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Can I take a moment Even to talk Teddy. about HelloFresh? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> the fact that we're not sponsored by HelloFresh means that we are not a good podcast. No, I've been like, <laughs> I've been using it actually. I enjoy. No, we it. use it. Yeah, we do? use it. Okay, yeah, Daniel, you need to get on board. You can get like a four-person meal, but you know what I say. Fuck them kids. Let them fend for themselves. Get you and Courtney some food. But no, seriously, you can get like four people meals. They're good meals. It's just like box dinners. They send you everything that goes with Oh, yeah. You have to cook it. But the good thing is is if you decide that you don't want to fucking do it anymore, you got all these recipes. Exactly. We keep every recipe yeah. that we've got. Yeah. I'm like, I can make this shit now. And it and it's like easy to read recipes. It's like, I know how to make all this shit now. And if I don't, yeah. I just fucking reference the recipe. Okay. You got a Rolodex? Um, stop. Stop. Hey, I'm working on the We're sponsorship. We're not sponsored by them. We could be. But with an attitude like that, Josh. So no, let me tell you about the... Them, let me tell you about the... Talk to you by Iron Maiden. 
hey, it was <laughs> <great>. seriously, <laughs> my you know, God. it was a great my fucking God. concert, and Josh didn't respond because I know he's a hater. But honestly, no, probably no, the best no, concert no. I've ever been to. I don't respond because because you're an Iron Maiden hater. I got it. But dude, it was. I don't know crazy. how to respond to like. It was amazing. I love Iron Maiden. I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, no, no. I'm just talking about like if you like. I'm talking about just in terms like because the the music was good, the performance was good. Then it was theatrical, like. But it wasn't at the cost of like them playing. Like you see some bands and they put on like a little performance or whatever, and then it's just like a fucking recording, and you can tell it's just you know, whatever. Wasn't the case. Really good, really fun, a lot of fun. Um, but anyways, let's get back to hello. No, let's get back to the movie. What <laughs> hello kitty? Or I mean hello fresh. What the fuck? What is it? Hello no, fresh. No. Hello fresh. Yes. We're not sponsored. Yeah, so, anyway, but we could but be. No, Hello, Fresh. We love you. Sponsor us. No, we do we love you. As a yeah, we do love you. Yeah. Love your foods. But you talked about um, music at some point by some band I've never heard of, and um, <laughs> <The> kids. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But anyway, it is funny as shit because, like, getting—I don't know where I'm at in it—but getting to the. Um, the hanging out scene whenever we get the epic dance. Yeah, that was next and on the Elaine list. Elaine ain't got shit on this guy. I will say that for sure. Yeah, he the little is kicks. on it. And uh, it's fucking hilarious, though, because like they turn the music off immediately. Like after yeah. he gets some fucking crazy shit out there. And then he's like, hey, why'd you turn that off? It's like, have you seen yourself? I'm trying to well, protect everyone the in the way, room. <laughs> the way they're acting, no, they're acting like Chris. Crispin Glover just put on like some Norwegian death metal or something. And he no, just, I know, right? And he just put on like some music that was pro- actually sounds like it was accurate to the time. Yeah, like pop, some pop shit that, that you could dance to. Some, it's like, like, no, you got to yeah, slow some it down. 80s slow like rock or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, you all know what he was actually dancing to? Yes. Norwegian death metal? Not uh, Iron Maiden. You've told us one time, and I can't remember. Well, they they said it in the documentary, didn't they? Yeah, it was uh, back in black, I think. Oh, was, oh, they couldn't afford that. No, they couldn't afford black. This budget black, was like that's what he was six million. Dance, yeah, that's what he was dancing to. Like they're like, they're like Crispin, look, this is what you're gonna dance to, and he's like, I can't dance to that. We got to get something else in here. So I'm assuming though that Crispin Glover made that dance up, and oh, I'm oh sure yeah, that's on the spot, huh? That, no, that's what he used to like. Chris McGlover is such a uh, out there kind of cat. Like that's how he used to dance in clubs around LA. Oh, oh wow, yeah. wow, yeah. I wow. thought he just improvised that whole thing right then. No, so yeah. he's giving him like the legit goods. Like you're seeing mm-hmm. Crispin in Raw. Yeah, he's doing the Glover, is what yeah. they called it. <laughs> right. But which is another just pin in the cap. Or feather in the cap. Sorry. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. To this thing. movie. Yeah, yeah, where it's like another characteristic to a character, like to where they're they got unique personalities. Like you're not getting these big sweeping arcs because this is a 91 minute movie, but you are getting these instances that establish these characters and they have personality quirks. Yeah. Again, I can relate this to Halloween Kills. Again, let's not talk about it. I'm going to bring it up and move on. There was only one Hall- or one personality quirk in that movie. I don't know what you keep talking about. And it was, 
Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Let's move on. Let's move on. They did say that a lot. <laughs> so, moving um, on. Yeah, we're moving on. <laughs> so, at the at the party, like, yeah, we got Chrisman doing his dance moves with the uh, cherry, right? The twin that's not hot, which I. I can't understand their twins. Well, no, it's that it's not sexual. You'd have to say like not sick, not promiscuous. One is and one's not, or one might just be a little more shy than the other. Well, we haven't seen either of them just like stripped down. Well, we saw both of them stripped down naked when they skinny dipped. So, yeah, that is weird. It is, but that is weird. Why the hell would she like? I know skinny dipping and, and like giving it up are completely different. But things, we haven't seen just like he hasn't seen the other twin just meet- like fuck somebody on the dance floor. So there's no reason to believe that one would do what the other wouldn't. Yeah, and it's not like Crispin Glover's out there, you know, getting it because obviously he's like a super nice guy to the point where BJ Betty broke up with him. Yeah. There was no BJ bed. Well, yeah. Apparently, like we're in the fucking Matrix. Exactly. But you get... So the twins have split up, though. So Crispin's with Terry, the one that's not hot. And Teddy is with Tina, the one that's hot. And then she goes to Paul. And Paul, right in front of his fucking girlfriend, who's attractive... It's just like, yeah, I'll fucking dance with you and rub up on you and stuff like that. And then has a change of heart later on. But yeah. Like, what the fuck? This is the first night. Just met these bitches yeah. like an hour ago. You're renting this fucking cabin, I'm assuming, for the summer. Yeah. Like, you're going to be in the bed alone, buddy. Yeah. Like, you're about to give up like a summer full of wild sex for I, one night. I got to push back on the summer thing. I think it's just a weekend thing. You think so? Yeah, I think it's just a weekend thing too. Because I, I think wrong. Trish even actually mentions to her mom, like, "Who's in the cabin for the weekend?" I never. Oh, uh, did she say for the weekend? Summer. Oh, I didn't catch that. I was too busy. Catching I, well, them, she might have. I never cut. took it. I never took it as a summer, oh. like just as a weekend. Oh, maybe it's for the weekend then. Okay. Well, then still. But still, you're it doesn't about to excuse Paul, who's a fucking. Asshole. Because, yeah, oh, yeah, once this He's weekend's over, you're not going to have anybody to sleep with you, buddy. Yeah, regardless of the time frame, that's just a terrible thing. It's like, yeah. dude, what the fuck? That's crazy. And it's funny because he was doing it in a way where it was just like, oh, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she asked, what do I do? You know, and it's like, what? And then she's like, what the fuck did she say when she walked off? It's getting too close in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go swimming. It's getting a little too close in here. Hey, look, I'm going to be the asshole here. You're you're neglecting your weird science hot girlfriend. Oh, yeah. He's not neglecting his the hitchhiker in this movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who had a that sign that had like a response from when people were assholes though, which I thought was pretty funny. It's like Canada in love or something like that. And then when somebody's a dicky flipping around, it says, fuck you. No, yeah. I, I never called Canada in love until this viewing. Yeah. Like I thought it just said peace and love. Peace and love. 
it was kind of Mandela effect, no. bro. No. <laughs> but no, it's funny because uh, what does he say? Hey, honey, you got a sister? What the fuck does he say to her? <laughs> yeah. And then he makes like some kind of animal noise afterwards. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, honey, you got a sister. I love how they're like not sitting in like bucket seats, you know. What's the seats you call them? Bench. When it's not, huh? Bench. Dish seats. Bench. Like we don't Nobody have said room. Dish. What the fuck? <laughs> What'd you say? No, he bench. <laughs> bench. He said bench. Like bench. 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 Yeah. Yes, bench. like dish seats. <laughs> dish. They're, oh shit. But they're in bench seats, and they're like, we don't have room. <laughs> Yeah, no, right. Well, the it's computer like, takes up a lot of space. This is the eighties. No, I love how they're like, our women can't share bench space. Dude, <laughs> Another it's so woman. funny to me. It's so funny to me going back to the same thing. Is like she gets pissed and she goes, but it's so crazy. She's like, I'm gonna go swimming. Like, obviously we know because of the documentary, but it was freezing. Mm-hmm. But you can tell by their goddamn skin in some of those night scenes. These motherfuckers are blue. At one point, Rob's fucking face is blue. Like, his shit is blue. It was fucking freezing out there. Uh, it's crazy. Which I know that the I know that Sam is the one that ended up with the whole, like, worry of hypothermia because she was in the water, too. But I'm just saying it is so cold. Like, at one point, I think you can see the mom's breath, too. Yeah, it was part four. Crazy, where that happened? It was part four when that happened. Yeah, yeah, this okay. movie that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, hold on! I got a response for you, Daniel. It's like no, that's Poltergeist three. Where, where were you at? <laughs> Holy <laughs> Jesus! Jumping Christmas shit. No, I, I, motherfucker! I watch the documentary all the time. That sometimes the movies run together and. A lot of women have been in the fucking water in this series. That's true. And in boats. And I just I was couldn't remember if it was this one or if it was like part two or part three, because guess what? There was women in the water. And she goes to an indestructible raft. In New Jersey. Oh, indestructible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Circling. That's a badass raft. No, th- this is the best this is a North Face raft. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No wonder they got so big. Yeah. But it's funny, though, because, uh, like you said, Bone, like you've you've watched the documentary. You know she got hypothermia. So do you, Daniel. When I read the uh, the chapter today, um, because if you watch the documentary, Ted White's like, he got in Joseph Zito's face. Yeah. And said, get her out of the water. Yeah. And the book is obviously like it's more comprehensive. It's 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 bigger. And they're interviewing everybody about that situation. And Joseph Zito's like, ah, oh, it was Ted White who was complaining because he was cold, and he wanted to get out. And then the next paragraph is Judy Aronson, yeah, who plays the character, and she's like. No, <laughs> Joseph Zito's wrong. <laughs> she was like, That's "No, hilarious. I was cold." Because <laughs> Joseph Zito was like, "Yeah, everybody was cold that night, but you know, she was a trooper. 
She's like, no. She's like, I was she in was bed sick two weeks naked. after. You know, she had a wetsuit uh, from her waist down. Uh, but they had filmed this in December in yeah, California. Yeah. You you brought up, I didn't think about it until just now, but yeah, you brought it up about the boat being indestructible, though. Yeah, because he does. Yeah. He stabs her from the. Because I was, what I thought about when I saw it was like, it's just a death, right? It's nothing. Like, we've seen people stabbed from below before. Yeah. But I didn't think about the fact that this is in a fucking raft and it should have started filling up with water. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. funny because uh, also, whenever she climbed into it, I know this is a small thing, but it's just funny how you can obviously tell that it's like tethered. Yeah. To where it doesn't flip on her because you can see it kind of gives yeah. some resistance, you know? But, but yeah, I just, it, the, the boat thing's funny because it does go, it's a fucking spear through it. And, um, nice. It doesn't go anywhere. It's still floating whenever, uh, Paul ends yeah. up going that way. And what I was going to say about he, Paul's show, I remember his death. Well, before I don't even say, remember his face, but I remember that fucking death. Well, before you say his death, I will say one thing I know, yeah. remember about Paul. Is like this is the one movie where I think it, I, and I can't think of any other movie off the top of my head right now. And I was just I was thinking about this this morning when I was watching it, but it gets what it's like to swim in a lake accurate because when he walks up and he's taking his fucking shoes off, they're covered in mud, and when he's yeah. walking through the mud, his feet are covered in mud. Like you always see these scenes where people are fucking walking around and like I don't know, like as somebody that's swimming lakes and. Creeks and shit like that. That's how that shit really is. And I yeah. don't know. That that little detail just to me stood out like, yeah, I know that fucking struggle. You want to go swimming, but you don't want your feet caked with mud when you get out of the motherfucking lake. Yep. Or pond. Exactly. Or sewage drain. Whatever. Yeah. Sewage drain is what I was thinking. Okay. But... As I was saying about Paul, it was just funny. I don't ever remember his fucking face, but I definitely remember that death. Because that shit is fucking, yeah, terrible. Well, why don't you walk us through yeah, Paul got the death he deserved. I mean, <laughs> exactly. He was thinking with his dick he was going to die by his dick. Yeah. But so, yeah, the uh, harpoon to the junk. Which or is at like, least the junkle area. Yeah. You, closer, yeah. you can tell it doesn't well, hit his close dick. Close enough. But, yeah, but it's the second. It's the second movie where somebody's gotten shot with like a spear gun, right? Yeah. And the first one went right through somebody's a eye. random one. Where was that sitting? Well, it's it was he brought it with him on his hike around the lake when he came from Higgins Haven. Oh, okay. Because he shot what's her name in the eye with it. Remember after you got the mask from mm-hmm. Shelly? Yeah. So he just brought it with him. Like, hey, I'm, you know, I need some weapons. I don't know what's going to be at this next site. Let me take this with me just in case. I need to shoot somebody in the ball sack. And it's like I tried to hit the last chick in the titty and I missed. So I yeah. want to try to redeem myself. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny that you say that because like I, there is something with this movie to where you never question the weapons. Yeah. And you start questioning them after this movie. But with this yeah. movie, you don't. Or, or at least I don't. It's just like, Mm-mm. yeah. Well, most of the stuff is stuff that's like laying around. Like when you get to Crispin <clears throat> Glover, like it's he's talking about the wine. And yeah. then, mm-hmm. oh man, here's Core a screws screw in through the through sand. The yeah. And then a meat cleaver to the fucking face. I love that death too. The, that is such a good death. The the spear gun or the harpoon or whatever the fuck it's called is probably the one that you couldn't really just explain without some reaching like I just did. Yeah. 
Because it's never been seen anywhere, right? Everything else, though, is kind of like, these are just regular fucking items that we've seen. Like in the mortuary or the morgue or whatever it is, you have like the saw, which is a fucking tool they use there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have the corkscrew. You have the meat cleaver, which are all fucking items inside this house. Um, some people get their head crushed in the bathroom, so he's not using the weapon. You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, knives, which, you know. I'm sure Jason had knives in his fucking shack anyways, or picked one up oh, along yeah. the way. But yep. Mm. Oh yeah. There we go. So back to the party. Cause Paul leaves, you know, Tina has uh, moved on to Jimbo and you know, he's like, I thought you wanted to be with Teddy. And he, she's like, I did, but now I want to be with you. And Jimbo's like, okay, well, screw Teddy, let's go fuck. And, you know, Teddy's been kind of a dick to him anyway, so whatever. And and they go and uh, they're going upstairs and they're getting ready to have sex. And then her sister comes up because, like, well, before she comes up, she's sitting on the chair opposite of Teddy. And Teddy's like, hey, this is me and you. And you see the look on her face and it's just like, yeah, God damn it. Well, Fuck. And she just resigns herself to the fact that she's stuck with this dude. And she's like, okay, whatever. Fuck it. And she goes and sits on the couch beside him. And he's like, yeah, it's exactly. a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. Want to give Teddy a kiss? And she's like, huh? And he's like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to watch this shit then. And, then. and then she's just like, I tried. I've had enough. And yep. she tries to clam down. And yeah. she goes up and she's knocking on the door and her sister's like, what is it? And she's like, we need to go. And she's like, well, you can go without me. And she's like, oh, you know, something, something, whatever. And she's like, well, take an umbrella. Yeah, but it's raining. Yeah. And she puts on, she doesn't take an umbrella. She just puts on, I guess, a fucking rain jacket and goes to get on the bike. And then Jason shows up and fucking kills her. Yeah. But, oh, oh my God, I, f- I forgot about this, dude. The, when... She uh, was an off-screen kill, though, right? I think so. With when, the lightning flash or yeah. some shit? And then she gets pinned against the wall later on. Yeah. He, he impaled her with some shit. And then yeah. Her up. yeah. But back to the boat. I forgot about this, though, because when she brought up the indestructible boat, not sinking, I, it just slipped my mind. But did you see the face that she made when she was dying? Oh, dude. Yeah. It, it was, was the goofiest like a, goddamn death yeah, face ever. It's like one of those over-exaggerated, like, ooh, I'm dying. Yeah. It was. I mean, you great. know, obviously, I don't know what kind of face I would make if I was being killed, but hopefully, it wouldn't be as goofy as that. Like a caricature, it is like a tongue hanging out. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like what you see in the was probably suffering from hypothermia when they were told her to act like she was dying. The whole time she went through all that is because she was thinking, surely that's not what they're asking me for, but it kind of sounds like they want me to do it like that. Yeah. And then eight hours later of trying, she's like, fuck it, I'm going to try it. <laughs> and it is perfect. They're like, oh, that was it. We could have <laughs> saved all ever. this trouble by just having a fucking tongue hang out the side of my mouth. Yeah. yeah hey, movie. we're talking about it now, though. The, yep. the movie. So, oh, go ahead. I'd say the movie gets to a part like, and we talked about like the the downtime and the pacing and stuff. The one thing, if I have a gripe about the movie, and there's not many because I love this movie, 
but it does get into this almost like rapid fire kill sequence where people are just dropping like flies. Yeah. Like we've set up all like these they characters. They start to kill them. Yeah. It's like we've set up all these characters and we've gave them like some personality quirks and stuff like that. But now we've got X amount of time left. We need these people to die off. So now it's just like yeah. bam, 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 bam. And people are just dropping. Oh, yeah. So they did. St- it's like, like you said, they start and then they just start. They just start going. Like it, it literally is. It's jumping from scene, death scene to death scene to death scene. Like you, we saw them go up, the, uh, or I said them, but um, Doug and uh, Sarah. I'm Sarah. Yeah. Right? You, you get the yeah. entire like house. Yeah. The, the other house all dies in like the matter of minutes, right? Because he kills oh, the girl yeah. in the boat. He kills Polly. He kills the first twin. He kills. Teddy, he kills Crispin or Jimmy or Jimbo with, and I guess we'll cycle back to the kills and talk about it real quick. Then he kills um, the other twin. Yeah, he kills the other twin. And then he kills Jared Leto first, right? Yeah, then Sarah. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, like, in a matter of minutes, you like have like eight people die. Yeah, they're all goners. I always looked as the Jarvis family and Fucking Gordon. Well, the mom's in there somewhere. Did she die in that bunch? That's what I was thinking. I don't know. I couldn't remember when she died. If it was like in that group of people that died, it was something like that because she and uh, yeah, it was something like that. She died. Yeah, all of that killing. She died Uh before Tommy and um, yeah, Trish got back. And I, I know, and I guess real quick, I'll say this too, man. And while they're driving, Tommy makes the comment to her, like, hey, can we slow down? The party's going to be going on all night or something like that. And yeah. I'm like, Tommy's wrong. Never mind the fact that Jason's killing people. Forget that. But Tommy's telling her that the party's going to be going on all night. And at this point, everybody's broken off into groups and they're fucking. Oh, yeah. Like, Trish missed, missed her chance. Except for fucking what's-his-face. Yeah, Ted. And they only have, like, 17 Teddy. beers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what Trish is probably telling Tommy. He's like, Tommy, did you count the motherfucking beer? There's only 48 cores. I gotta get there fast. <laughs> or I'm gonna miss my chance. Yeah. And then you like you've only got 48 cores and you got two people fucking, you know, poking holes in and trying to shotgun them and just spilling it all over the place. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus, yeah. It's like but I, I will whoa, say whoa, this. Save this beer. And I understand your um I can understand your complaint, or not even complaint, you're just issue with the kills happen so succinctly. Uh, but I do think in a lesser movie, it would be more obvious. With this one, and maybe because I know the beats of this movie. I've seen it so many goddamn times. Yeah. I know the beats. It's almost a non-issue because they did more so than any other slasher movie that we have covered or maybe that we will cover. They did try to set up a um, a personality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, to where you, you do give a shit slightly. About yeah. these characters that are about to die. And again, I think about Halloween kills in that regard to where uh, 
what you look for in a in a in a in a horror movie slasher genre. And this movie excels in spades when it comes to that. You know, you keep mentioning Halloween Kills, and I just want to say, I, did, I, I, fuck I, I about saw the similarities. I saw the similarities fuck about when I was watching characters, this Except for like two. No, no. We'll get there eventually. Again, I don't want to go off on a side tangent, but I did see the similarities. Because it was also yeah, great kills. Tom you know, Savini came back. This was his last oh, yeah. time. And the kills... They never get better. Dude, they're fucking awesome in this one. Because there's yeah. several that are in the top fucking ten of Jason Kills. <laughs> well, that's yes. what was, so that's what I was gonna say. Once we got in and they said it was like a complaint. It's not a huge complaint, and you'll see it like in my score when we get to it. But yeah, the kills, like you you get some good kills and like like I said, the Crispin Glover kill, obviously everybody remembers that one, the Jimmy kill. You get the corkscrew through the hand and you get the meat cleaved right into the face, and that was fantastic. I'll tell you it was like fucking in, awesome. In that little run, and then you guys can tell me yours if there's other ones that stand out to you. But the other one I liked is I did like um, Doug, right? That's Jared Leto's character. Yeah. yeah. When he fucking just like pushed him against the wall and like just squeezed him and smushed him. I liked that and kill, man. I really, yeah, I really liked that one. That one like stood, it yeah. wasn't like overly graphic, but it's just like, ooh, that's that's quality. No, in all, in all fairness. Uh, every kill had its little <clears throat> uh spark. It's 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 little. I mean, even the chick who I think the grossest kill for me, uh, maybe in the entire franchise, <laughs> and I'm not saying this uh, facetiously. Uh, was the girl eating a banana? Yeah, through the neck and spitting out her banana. Yeah, like, yeah. spitting out a yeah. load. Yeah, it, it, that's the grossest thing in this entire franchise. But every kill, even if it's the nurse, and you see Jason stab her and then pull down, Axel, uh, hacksaw, twist of the head, uh, that spear to the brutal. dick. Even, yeah. even the twin who... Uh, I didn't comment on with the spear to the back. At least that was yeah. done in an artistic way with the lightning. Yeah. yeah. Shadow. Uh, and then he throws the other twin and she hits the car and the car explodes from That's, two that, floors up. I have up. a problem with that one. The I have two a problem floors up. Yeah. But at least yeah. that is something. Well, maybe Michael Bay was like a set hand on this movie or something. He's like, you know what? Make this movie really pop. Explosion. Well, I don't mind the, uh, if the windows are all up, blah, blah, blah. It is running this possibility. And then she gets thrown down as she does put a lot of pressure and crumples on that. That some windows busted. That's whatever. My thing is, is that it killed her. Like that car saved her fall. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Right. It's like, like dude, it's crazy. Later on, uh, Gordon jumps out the window and I just busted out fucking laughing. So did he? I see. I got confused on that. I was and he jumped out. No, so. he he jumped out. Okay, he gets was, the fuck out of Dodge. He's gone. I fuck thought this. it was thrown out. No, he's out of here. He's no, gone. no, 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 no. Because she was. Yeah. yeah. 
So Gordon's but not I man's best friend. My, yeah. Hey, he I mean, bailed. it's survival, right? Yeah. But I laughed my ass off because all I could think of is whenever he jumped out of that fucking window was if they shot just like the other chick and he just falls on his back on his car and it explodes and he just rolls off. I don't know why, but uh, I just giggled to myself on that. Like, that's how the dog dies, too. I... If they would have killed Gordon like that, I would have loved it and hated it at the same time. Yeah. I'm about to go back and like look at that again because I like I said for whatever reason I just no he this. he no he gets the fuck out of there and he gets the fuck out of Josh because she was looking for Gordon Gordon was with them when he when they were going down now is this when she's like hey Tommy little bitch go fix the lights no no this is this uh, is when shit starts going down I know I just wanted to yeah. bring that up because like the lights are out when they get back to the Jarvis cabin. And she's like, Tommy, go fix the lights. It's like, goddamn, can you do you not do anything around here? Or is Tommy no. have and to do all of it? She's gonna go look for mom or help. And she goes back in the, with no mom, but Tommy's just chilling. Lights are fixed, and he's like, What the fuck y'all panicking about? Trish knows what Corey Feldman's gonna be in the future. Yeah. Just, yeah, she gets it. Yeah, so Fucking Rob shows back up though, or she finds Rob in a tent and yeah, he slashes at her and she's like, Are you trying to kill me? And then he looks well, at the machete. Jason smashed his fucking gun and crumpled his yeah. back. Did you see that? Yeah, exactly. Like, That'll teach him. He'll never get anywhere yeah. with this crumpled Well, map. this is before GPS, because I was thinking about that early in the movie when they got the map out. I'm just like, oh my God, I remember those days. Yeah. Like when we moved a lot and we had to find out where we we're going and you pull up the fucking you'd buy the little uh Rand McNally. Road Atlas. Fills <laughs> yeah. up your whole fucking windshield. Yeah. And you got this pitch spread out trying to figure out where you're at in the US. I'm like, no, I I get it, man. And then so maybe you know what? That might have fucking stumped him, honestly. Jason's like, gotcha, motherfucker. Crumple his map, smash his gun. Yep. And then so, yeah, he's- I could I could see him being on edge and slashing a Trish. So if but if he was trying to get the jump on somebody, why even slash the tip, man? You should just stab through that motherfucker. And then yeah, look at the dying right? Trish and be like, What are you doing in here? Well no You're trespassing got, on private property. Rob got what he deserved. He oh, had God. a gun and a machete. And then he hears a strange noise and he chooses to take the machete. machete. Yeah, and leave the yeah. gun. I mean, exactly. But, but they fucking like but he gives her the rundown on Jason, man, and he has all this information he shouldn't have access to. He must have given it. Yeah. He had to have like ten years prior, he had to give this information to um the bounty hunter and Jason goes to hell. I guess. What's his name? Uh, was it? Wasn't Jericho? Was it? Was it Jericho Crane? No, that Duke. No, Duke. 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 It's with a C. Crichton. Uh, I think that is it. Duke Crichton. Then where did I get Jericho Crane from? I don't know. You about to look it up? Well, while you're looking it up, 
while you're doing that, I'll just keep on talking. So yeah, Rob with a bunch of fucking information he shouldn't have access to. Yeah. This dude's an arc. That's all I'm going to say, man. This is it's got to like be inside information. Or, or the reporters in um, Camp Crystal Creighton Lake Duke. area. Sorry. Oh, Duke it what? Backwards. It, yeah, Creighton, Creighton Duke. Duke. Oh, Creighton Duke. Oh, I mean, I got it right. Yeah, I mean, when I said it, I was saying last name first, like they do in Japan. Oh, okay. Like we Okada Kazuchika. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Or the the press in the Crystal Lake area are fucking amazing. And that first night, that first issue, that next day after all that crazy shit yeah. happened, it was a full report. And he yeah. got that paper and was like, oh shit, this is it. I got to go search the woods. That has to be it. Because he did know a lot of fucking information. Yeah, he was like, yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say is, yeah, he had a lot of information he shouldn't have access to. And it's just, that one was kind of like, it, it's like, oh, I get it. You know, like, you're just having this dude there with some exposition or whatever to explain to these people they shouldn't know. Although, at this point, because Trish and Tommy and the mom have been there, right? They live in this area, or at least they live there during the summer. Yeah. Surely, like, if Rob Dyer has all this information, they have access to this information also. They have. Like, they're going into town. Like, this shit didn't happen, and people in town not talk about it at this point. Because you're talking about two days' worth of killings. Yeah. Like, since, you know, Josh has been talking about Halloween a lot, Michael killed, what, four people in that first movie? And they acted like he was the worst thing since the devil. Michael, at this yeah. point, killed like, what, 19 people? Not Michael, I mean Jason. It's killed like 19 yeah. people over the course of two days. Surely somebody's fucking talking about it. The, the police and the ambulances, they had to keep rolling up to this Crystal Lake area. Like at this point, you would think like, this is two days in a row at Crystal Lake where, you know, multiple people have gotten massacred. Maybe we should tell these families around the place. Like, if anything, they should have more information than Rob. Yeah. It was just out here fucking on the trail, you know, hiking. I, I do love uh, the idea of the... Uh, because the way Joseph Zito told it, like, when they asked him to do this movie, he was like, okay. He's like, I want twins. And they're like, Okay. He's like, okay, I want a kid. They're like, okay. He's like, I want a dog. And they're like, okay. Like, it was just this thing that, the way Zito puts it, like, he kept escalating. Because he, he didn't want to do what the sequels have done. And it was twins, a dog, a kid. I get them bringing in somebody who's hunting Jason, even as weak of a backstory it is. I mean, it is yeah. weak. It's the weakest part of the movie. It, it is funny because out of all of the characters, he has the most drive to be there. Mm. But they really didn't spend a lot of time on He's building that. It was just like, I'm looking for my sister. Yeah. Well, it wasn't it, a whole lot. If everything hadn't happened over the course of like two days, like if this had been like the following year or something, kind of like when they did in the remake or what's his name's one of the supernatural guys who is like, I don't, I can't tell you one from the other. They're like, the generic, guy. they're like generic looking dudes to me, but 
Yeah, he's looking for his sister who went missing, what, like six months earlier or three months earlier or something like that? Yeah. Like, there's a little time. Which, yeah, and I'm not I'm not going to ding it too hard. I'm just, you know, bringing it up. But it's good that he's there because you get another, like, well, first, since we talked about quotes, we get the quote from uh, Crispin after he, like, him and uh, Tina do it, you know, and he hands Teddy the panties and he's like, won't you run that through your computer or something like that? Yeah. Which, and then he was like, I was great. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get a, but then you get to the house and you know the mom's dead and it's, it's down to like the two Jarvis kids, and Rob, and Jason starts killing Rob and and I know we've talked about this before like amongst the three of us but he's like, oh my god he's killing me he's killing me and he just says it over and over like he's giving a running fucking commentary of dying, yeah, which I personally love though. Run, Tina, know. run. Oh, my God, he's killing me. Yes, I don't know. There's something about... This is like 30 seconds later. He's still killing me. Once you say it like that, it does sound like an Austin Powers scene. I'm almost yeah. dead. Yeah. That's how it felt. Like, I get it saying it like one time. Like, he's killing me, but he says it multiple times. And then, like, a little time passes, and he's like... He's killing me. It's no, still going on. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I wrote this down, I was like, while searching the house, Rob and Trish find nothing but dead bodies. Rob and Trish run into run into Jason in the basement. Rob informs her that Jason is in fact killing him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, almost man. like a running commentary of his life. <laughs> It is. Me. It's so funny. It's so crazy because it's like he's killing me. In case you're wondering, he's <laughs> fucking killing me. Um, and then she takes forever to get out of the fucking basement. Uh, she like, goes back down. She goes back yeah, down. Yeah, she goes and then she comes like back down and then she just hangs around. She wanted to check and see if he was still <laughs> killing Rob. Yeah, it's like Rob. Well, are you okay? Or did he stop? He's still killing me. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Jesus Christ, but but yeah, man, it's so fucking funny, dude. And, and yeah, and then you get the you get the, uh, and I'm not gonna like knock the movie for this, even though like one like all the Halloween movies have done this, um, and the Friday Thirteenth movies have done this, where you see all the dead bodies, like the killer takes time to place the bodies yeah. conveniently around. Like, Jason's a master at this at this point. Like he's had three days of practice, like. Oh, you think you're going out this door? Psych, bitch. Here's a body that falls down in front of you. Like, you're going this way? Nope, here's another body. Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I'm not going to... Like, it's it's been done, but it doesn't bother me. Because well, it serves to let these characters know, like, hey, you're fucked. Yeah. Well, two things here. One, I would love to see him hanging up Crispin Glover. Yeah, seriously, right? I would love to see him getting frustrated with a dead weight body and him yeah. trying to hang up the hands. Yeah. And where the fuck did he time the, find the time for this? Because this all happens pretty fucking quick, and all of a sudden he's got him, like, blocking well, he's the a, doorway. He's a professional. He's he had three is, days I practice. Know. He's a professional. Yeah. But the second thing is how gross it is. Oh yeah, he just rips Crispin Glover's body down, and you just see the 
the nail through the the soft part of the hand. Can you know, and it just rips through. It's fucking awesome. Like Daniel, you've seen Behind the Mask, right? Yeah. And I know Josh has seen it and Josh likes it. And like that's what I just imagine Jason doing in preparation for like this three day killing spree, man. He's just doing fucking cardio. He's practicing hanging <sighs> bodies and stuff like that. It's just like, okay, I got to get my form right. I got to get my technique right. Cause when it's go time, I can't have, there's no room for errors. This body's got to go up on this fucking door, nails in the hands, blah, blah, blah. Just yeah. preparing like the first like 20 years in the woods, or whatever is him preparing for this weekend. Like he's got it mapped out. Yeah. Such a good fucking movie too. I love that goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. Josh, but I'm glad you brought that it. up, Josh. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, no, that, I love that that, that that image whenever he rips him off the fucking thing. It it stays with you, and it's so quick. Yeah. It's not even like too graphic, you know. It's just nope. we know what the soft part of her hand is, and yeah. just oh. And we did skip over something about. Um, fucking uh teddy teddy's death it was pretty simple you know what i mean but it was just cool that they did something different you know it's not one of my tops but i did like it you know he gets stabbed in the back of the head through the projector and then you just see the bloodstream come down it's real simple but i love it and what they added to that was like you said him going down the projector yeah which projector screen yeah yeah which is maybe the weakest of the death scenes, but it, it's memorable. It is. It is. It is. Um, and it's crazy because whenever um, Jason ends up throwing Rob out of the wind or into the window, into the house, it's just so funny because when they first run in, when Trish first runs in, she's like, Hey, He's here, the killer, or what the fuck ever. And it's like, wait, what? She's like, get me some hammers and nails. And she's fucking nailing this shit in. And it's just so funny because to think about it, has real time, this motherfucker just picks this body up and just comes over and just chunks it through the fucking window to open up that entire living room, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's just it's just funny because he gets thrown through the fucking thing. So now it's all over with. But Tommy's just fucking standing there by another window. And then he just crashes through that one to get him. And it is funny because Trish really does kick into like big sister mode after they, you know, after he grabs him, she beats the shit out of him with the hammer. But um, she really kicks into like, let's run. And then it's like, hey, I have to get him the fuck out of here away from you so you can escape. You know, kind of like she knew that. Death was there. You know what's really funny? It's like the what's first that? time in a movie where Trish didn't make Tommy do the fucking work. I know, right? It's like, Tommy, board up these windows. What's taking so long? You know. And man, if that hammer would have hit her in the face. <laughs> I I know we. You're about to shit on Corey Feldman again, aren't you? Yeah, I know we joked about like Trish giving Tommy shit. But I, I you know. It, after watching it this time, look at this bald spot. For the umpteenth time, I really think Trish is an underrated final girl. 
She's teaching Tommy to survive in a hard world. Well, no, I mean she knows what Corey Feldman's going to be. Uh, so we got to give her props on that. Uh, but like she does try to protect Tommy, and when it comes down to the nut cutting, it's an old school term there. She gives Jason, you know, she jumps out the goddamn window. Obviously, yeah, her hairy ass leg stunt dude takes the fall but like in terms of the character she jumps out the window I mean she's very like uh uh perseverance you know she she handles her own she she gives Jason as much as you know um as well, I don't I gotta, know what I'm saying, right? I got something I was going to say about Jason. I was going to tell thoughts on this too, or something I wanted to say about Jason. And um, it's that what I noticed in this movie and in, in the other movies with Jason up until this point is Jason's not this unstoppable killing machine like you know we think he is. Our mind thinks he is, but if you look at the majority of his kills, they're him taking somebody by surprise, right? Yeah. It's not him in a straight-up fight. In actuality, in the majority of the one-on-one confrontations he's had or head-to-head confrontations or whatever, he's lost. When somebody has been aware of Jason, it's not like he's this insurmountable mountain. Yeah. Like, it's all his kills are, you know, by surprise, essentially. You know, like, unlike, like say, like, um, just other killers and some like other movie where you like, you know what you're dealing with. Like we've seen it, like even like in child's play, like once they become aware of Chucky, like he still kills people after they're aware of him. But the majority of the deaths here are people unaware of Jason being there and kill yeah, him. Surprise. And then once they, once they go face to face with him, he's essentially at this point still just a normal dude. Like, you know, he's survived some extraordinary things, but it's not like he's got these superpowers or anything like that. Like he yeah. can still be taken and you have a, actually pretty good odds. Of surviving yeah, exactly. the situation, which I thought, you know, and once again, didn't really kind of piece that together until today. And I was just thinking about it. I'm like, you know, and I just started thinking about like the kills and stuff. But yeah, once you go back and look at it, all the people that he, he killed and that, that he killed were all like surprise kills for the most part. The, yeah. major, the majority of his fights, like, you know, he loses once it becomes like a, a fair fight, so to speak. Yeah. Like whenever he doesn't have a machete, but whenever they have one. Yeah. <laughs> when it's <laughs> fair. And he, dude, I you know. Talk about a fucking kick-ass special effect, man. When he takes that slice to the hand. Oh, yeah. And it splits him. Oh, mm. yeah. That shit was badass. Ooh. That was a good one. And Josh talks about the soft of the hand. Like, you, got, you can feel that yeah. shit in your webbing. Uh, like that that's 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 crazy man yeah but yeah like that the special effects for the end were fucking pretty goddamn awesome but like you said the hand and then obviously the fucking the the last chop yeah oh well, i was getting i was gonna get to that when we got that too but in and i guess another thing just to kind of accentuate the humanity of jay not humanity and like oh he loves kittens and stuff like that but the fact that he's still human in these movies he still runs. Like he still yeah, runs like, in this movie. 
Yeah, I like the power behind him. That's what, but that's what I like about this Jason so much is that it, he, he doesn't have any of that slow shit going. He doesn't have any of that monster shit that yeah. Kane Hodder does, which I still like it. That's fine, but he's there's obviously a, not real anymore. Yeah, he's a cartoon character. There's a definite point. shift, you know? though, and at least they acknowledge that when you get to part six. Like Jason's yeah. a corpse, and Jason's essentially yeah. been reanimated like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. So we know that Jason's essentially a zombie or whatever, whatever you want to fucking call him. Whereas in this movie, he's still a dude. And I think like a lot of these movies, like we've joked about it, we've joked about it, but you know, Michael Myers is still supposed to be like a guy. But after part two, there's no way. Yeah. After part, well, I mean, even part one where he got shot six times, I don't know if y'all know how many times he got shot, but it was six. Yeah. But then, you know, then he, blows up in the fucking hospital and then the shit happens in part four and in part five. I mean, like he's still supposed to be a dude. And like, yeah, that was silly as shit anyway. Cause Loomis fucking survived that explosion too. And then so that whole the, the explosion part is just, you know, but I'm starting to think there wasn't even an explosion at all. <laughs> it was a hoax. That, that explosion was like BJ Betty. There's no Betty. There's just no explosion. Insurance fraud hoax. <laughs> so, but you get yeah, you get that final confrontation, and she tells Tommy to run, and Tommy doesn't run. Tommy goes and shaves his head. He gets that haircut that was talked about in the beginning yeah. of the movie, and she's like, "I thought I told you to run." Yeah. And then he and comes, then he's like, he just starts saying some random shit to Jason. He's like, "Jason, remember? Don't you remember, bro?" It's like, right. oh fuck, what did I forget? He's <laughs> like. <laughs> Did I forget to return but some movies? What am I needing to remember? He forgot to return that copy that you guys couldn't rent well, on Carthage. Yeah, exactly. Look, I'm going to have to go back to Corey Feldman being a little shit. He well, only knew about this because he was going through Rob's shit. Well, oh, yeah, he was fucking snooping. Yeah. <laughs> Rob shouldn't have been so stingy with information, especially when he was dying right. for 30 minutes. Exactly. This was the scene, though. Wasn't this the scene where Corey Feldman was sick? Mm-hmm. And you know what? It pays off because man, he looks fucking miserable in this shot. Oh, dude, he does. He looks, Eyes are all dark and shit. He, yeah, he's he looks pale like and pasty. He looks, he looks like an AIDS patient. For yeah, sure. yeah. And then, yeah, he he attacks Jason, or she. He calls her. She Jason turns to Tommy. Trish picks up the machete, takes the most worthless swing ever, and all she does is. Fucking clipped his mask. Slaps his mask. Yeah, slaps his mask off, which is somehow turned into like rawhide over the course of one day. Yeah. And then Tommy picks it up though, and then for me, the best chasing kill in the entire series. Fucking hits him in the side of the face with the machete, and then he falls to the ground. He slides down the machete, and it was yep. so oh, good. This is fucking awesome. This is Savini at his at his best. I mean, oh, there's, yeah. there's only prom. one other. There's only one other Jason kill that's equal to that, and that's a uh, Jason takes Manhattan where the sludge turns him back into a baby. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And, that was great. Well, I kid. That's but it's funny because um, this is how you this that right there is proof on where their mindset was for this shit. Like this was it. This was supposed to yeah. be it for Jason. Till they saw the dumb. box office, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Uh, like, that's even a more want to see this shit. How do we get him back? For me, that was even a more definitive kill than what they did with Michael in Halloween Two. Yeah, yeah. 
Cause, you know, with any of them ever. Yeah. Because, I mean, bruh. Well, besides Freddy, Freddy's got some disintegration and melting shit that sometimes But he's a him, dream demon. He can always fuck. Yeah, exactly. He can always come back. It just takes a but, dog peeing to bring him back. <laughs> exactly. Someone dreaming about a dog peeing fire. Right. A dog named Jason. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. It's a good, yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's pretty fucking definitive. Like, this cuts through the brain and into like half of the fucking face. And, yeah. and once again, and I like, and, and I'm getting ahead to movies, but when they do bring him back, because once they've realized that, that nobody cares about, you know, an ambulance driver in part five, yeah. and, and maybe it wasn't the ambulance driver. Maybe it was the fact that you almost made a softcore porn. I don't know. But they're like, well, at least they acknowledge the fact that Jason as a human has to be dead. This dude took a machete to the face. We can't explain this. Let's just bring him back as a zombie. Yeah, yeah that's when he becomes Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. After this one. Which is uh, I'm fine with because it, I can buy that more than you trying to tell me that this dude's still a human. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to fucking argue with with that logic in terms of where to take the story. Uh, but I... I will say this before we give our ratings. Uh, well, bef- before that, uh, have y'all seen the alternate ending? No, I had read about it, but I haven't seen it. I don't know if I've. Seen it, it was the one where um, Jason kills David Gordon Green and what's his face before they make Halloween Kills, right? Um. Uh, Danny that was McDowell. the alternate ending to the remake. Yeah. Oh. First off, how dare you? Halloween ends is the one that should have not been made. Uh, neither how dare you. No, but uh, it's funny though because um, if uh, you can find this on YouTube or it's available on a lot of the features that they've released with the collection that they've had, but the alternate ending is Trish wakes up in the morning after whatever's happened during the night and there's water coming from the ceiling. So she walks up the ceiling and this is, this is such a good ending and they talk about it in the book and she walks up and the water's coming from the, uh, the bathroom and she walks in there and it's her mom and she's laying in a tub uh that's overflowing and she goes to her mom and when she sort of gets to her mom her mom opens her eyes and it's uh completely white and it scares trish and then right behind her it's jason which i think Joseph Zito, he talked about it in the book. He was like, yeah, I didn't think we needed that. And it's like, I would much prefer that over the ending that we got, which is Corey Feldman just looking at the camera and then you think he's turning evil. Yeah, he's going to be the new Jason. He's going to carry it on. And then they do it yeah. again in the fifth one. Yeah. And no, no, I mean, nowhere. That, it's that's so the funny reason if they why ended the sixth with the same yes. way. Well, you that know, would they, be a great, 
The fifth one. They no, talk. I'm saying the sixth one because it makes no sense at all. No, I know exactly. If they exactly. did do that, yeah. They talk and they talk about it in the documentary too. Like the you know Corey's like oh, Steven Spielberg, you know, fucked up our plans, whatever, by making the Goonies and like. How are you going to come back for a sequel? Because you were still going to be like nine. Like you, nobody's going to be able to buy you as a killer being nine years old. Yeah, no. No, right. Like they're not going to wait on you, bud. Yeah, it, when you got to part six and you had that time skip, and Tommy's like a you know full grown man. And, like at least then you can buy him, or even like in part five when he's in, at least you can buy him as being something, right? Yeah, like, it couldn't have continued with Corey Feldman if that was no, your plan. This is- that's just Corey Feldman reliving the heyday of his life, which I get. But Man, like, he's are, also sh- you are anti Corey. Like, I'm anti fucking Kevin Costner. Let's go. No, yeah, I knew this about you, Josh. No, I'm I'm not anti Corey Feldman, but like you have said uh, nothing but anti Corey stuff, man. And I like yeah. I see that poster on your wall that says "fuck Corey Feldman." Quit bullshitting. Oh, that no. says "fuck." Yeah. Oh man, that's not a that's not a poster. I. Put that on my actual wall with paint. It's a mural or whatever the fuck. I no, because even like when you hear him talk about these movies, like he's desperate to return to the movies because that's where his career's at. But he's also like hating on it. It's like I don't know, man. It's like motherfucker, pick a lane. Yeah. Hey, this is uh, this is off subject in a sense, but still on subject, if that makes sense. But when you watch the Crystal Lake Memories, did you notice like an opening scene? It looks like he has writing on the inside of his palm. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I haven't, but I will check it out next time. You need to go back and look Because I watched that. I'd usually fall asleep to that because it's just talking. Yeah, it's right there at the beginning. It's like, I'm I'm assuming he's got like fucking like bullet points or something written down for his take. Yeah. Uh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right quick. No, I was just I was just trying to wrap it up. And I wanna I do want to give a shout out to this because uh I want you I want specifically y'all to to read this and I will send this to y'all. Uh I, I know I've mentioned this prior whether last it be, <laughs> no. I was waiting for the other two issues to come up on Comicsology so I could finish it. I I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, the last Ronin Josh is about it's a Ninja Turtles comic after like all the Ninja Turtles have died except for Michelangelo. He's like the only one that survived this massacre by the Foot Clan. And so he goes like on this quest of vengeance. It's pretty interesting. You should check it out. Anyways, go ahead. Okay, that does sound interesting. It's but how the ass. fuck would I be talking about that? I don't know. Okay. Um and I, I'm going to send this to y'all. I, I legit am. Because... This better not be a hate piece about Corey Feldman. <laughs> that I wrote. That I wrote. That I wanted to post to our website. Yeah. No, it is... And I've never... You know, us three, we're not in the industry. Nowhere near it. We're just... Joe Schmoes. But I've never read... You know, we've... If you're fans of movies, you've you've looked at scripts of movies. I've never looked at a script of a script and just read it in one sitting. And I did with this. And it is 
Nick Antokaska's Friday the 13th unused script. This guy, I can't tell you what he's done, but he's a Hollywood writer. And this was made... This I've got this on my Reddit account from six years ago. So this was at least eight years ago that this cat wrote this script. And... Uh, I read it in one sitting, like it's 90 minutes movie, but the way he made Jason is, um, yeah, I, um, I gotta give this four and a half stars. It's a damn near perfect slasher movie. I think this is what slasher movies are compared to. I really do. Uh, This is everything you want in a slasher movie. It has great kills, memorable characters, and... I know we talked about how the deaths sort of started adding up towards the last two-thirds of the second act, but um, I think that speaks volumes to how invested you are in the characters and what you're willing to put up with in terms and in, in, in the form of an audience with the characters and where you go along with them. Uh, I love this movie. I think it's the high bar of this series. Uh, and, and I don't, it's, it's hard to think of a slasher movie that exceeds this. Uh, in terms of what it is, what it accomplishes. Um, Manfredini is, again, you know, he's recycling a lot of his old shit, but it it works beautifully. And if I have to give my Josh Award, uh, I think Daniel's going to go with Ted White, as he should. As I'm assuming he is. I'm going to give it to Gordon. Gordon knew what the fuck was up. (laughs) Gordon jumped out of the car when there was titties. (coughs) Available. And when Gordon sends Jason, he dipped the fuck out. I don't want to give it to uh, Tom Savini because that's too obvious. Um, Savini did, I mean, when I think of Savini, I, I, I think of this movie, you know, uh, Hell yeah. because it's so good and it, it is, it is, it's kind of crazy that the MPAA didn't cut this movie to ribbons. It's kind of crazy because it gets kind of a little graphic but yeah 
Yeah, four and a half stars. It's, and I don't even know why I hesitate to give it five because it's damn near perfect for what it is. And I, I like to judge movies. I mean, personally, what they're trying to accomplish, if they accomplish it, and. This movie is damn near perfect for what it is and what it's doing. All right. So, yeah, it's funny because with you uh, giving it four and a half stars, that's right where I'm at with it, too. Because for me, I'm looking back at how I've been uh, rating everything. And I know that I gave part two four and a half stars. And whenever I watch them both, it's funny because at some times four might outshine two. Then I'll watch two and it's just like, God damn, two is so great that they kind of seesaw. But those are definitely my two favorite. But uh, this one does definitely hold a special place in the heart. This is whenever I was like really diving into the horror movies and all of this. And I just loved this movie. When I watch it, I see something new every time. Um, and I love it. So yeah, it's going to be four and a half stars for me as well. And, uh, if I had to give an award, I would probably give an award to the raft that, uh, is indestructible. (laughs) North face gets my award. The indestructible wrath North face. That's fucking hilarious. Um, I'm trying to remember what I rated the other ones, and I was trying to take a quick peek at Letterboxd to see what I gave them. And I guess I shouldn't be such a lazy piece of shit. Keep track of my ratings. Excuse me. Um, I got it at four stars. I think it's the, and I could maybe see five, four and a half. Um, the best Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, definitely. I think that if you took Friday the 13th part one out of the equation and looked at like Friday the 13th part two through four as a trilogy, I think it wraps up the, the movies nicely. I think it tells like a, a three movie story essentially, right? Just three day binge of killing at this camp and it puts a bow on it. It has the best Jason death in the entire series. And like, it's a definite, like there's no more definitive death that you could have had outside of something that was really absurd. Like Halloween ends since we've been making Halloween references, like as far as like a kill that could actually happen, I think the machete through the face and then him sliding down it, man, that's so fucking good. And Josh alluded to it. He's talking about like the MPAA butchering the movies. I think some of the movies or not some of the movies, uh, some of the kills were scaled back. And I feel like that was by design. Like I, I feel like they were probably could have been more graphic. And I think that was just so they could get that Jason kill through. Uh, yeah. Because and that fucking axle kill, that thing was gnarly. Well, dude. the, well, the Jason kill more so than any of them. Cause like it's one thing to see like a, something like cut the throat or hit you in the face or something like that. But then to watch the head slide down the blade and like, I mean, yeah, further slice it. 
I get so what you I, mean. I feel like they were like, okay, we're going to go for like a couple big kills. And then these rest of them are going to be kind of pulled back because we want to be able to get this through. Because what is, like, I'm not saying the movie's bad without it, but like, how much does this movie lose without that Jason kill? Yeah. So it's a pretty big deal. Um, like we talked about, you know, once you look at it, like, Jason's not this unstoppable killing machine. Like, it's a lot of it is surprise, you know. So he's still essentially like a dude in this movie that can be overpowered, outsmarted, beaten, you know, with a little ingenuity. The movie takes time and it, you know, it develops the characters. It's a, it's 91 minutes. And there used to be a time where movies were 91 minutes and you could still manage to tell like a full story. Now it seems like every movie's, you know, two hours or two and a half hours. And like, I was just telling you guys, I'm thinking about going to see a movie tonight that I'm excited to see, but it's two and a half hours long. Yeah. And so this movie does a lot in 90 minutes but it doesn't get full of itself and it never feels like it's dragging. That's one of my biggest complaints about the original Halloween was the middle of the movie drags. And, you know, and if I'm being honest, if I'm saying which movie would I rather watch, I'd probably say final chapter. Like Mike, you guys, I love the movie. Uh, I think it's, you know, amazing. And like, I think there's only, one other movie past this one that I'm just like really high on. And then the rest of them are just kind of like, eh. and I think this would have, if this would have been the end, I think this would have been a hell of a way to end it. And then you could have oh, moved yeah. on to something else. Um, That's a fact. And it's like, yeah, it, it wraps up that Jason arc nicely and then it's done. So for me, four stars, I think it's the best Friday the 13th movie. Um. Yeah. So it's, it's a good one, man. Kind it's of it on my thoughts. So well, I don't. I think that a lot of people agree. Like, uh, like we talked about before. You know, you do have those bad ratings from the critics and shit like that. But I think for the most part, the the Friday fans, this is the holy grail. Yeah, and I, and I think even like when you look at like. And we had talked about this, I think, before we started recording, but just the way critics review movies. And like there was in the 80s, there was almost like this um, you can't give horror movies like a good rating kind of thing outside of like, I guess maybe like The Exorcist or something like that. But like, oh, it's just a stupid slasher film. But the movie's well made. It's not worth the rating. Yeah, the movie's well made. I mean, yeah, it's like gratuitous kills and nudity and stuff like that. But still, it's a fun ride. And I think we're kind of past that stuffiness now. And I know for whatever reason there's, and we'll get into it when we get to part five, there seems to be a lot of love for like part five and Jason goes to hell. But if you're looking at like how movies are made and like, just like what makes a good movie, man, you can't deny that this is the best Friday 13 or at least up there in like the top two or three. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be some people who are like, I like part three better or I like part two. Like and you were talking about, but it's right there. It's right there at the fucking top. There's no way it can't be. It's just an amazing movie. So four stars for me. And I don't know what's next chronologically. We uh, we need... Nightmare. Is it? I yeah. was going to say, we have to get the Doctor of Chronology. Chronology. Whatever. Chronology. Our, um, yeah, our expert what's on your that. Bone, what's your bone uh, award? 
Oh yeah, my work. Oh yeah, so yeah, go ahead and just uh, call me fucking Mister Obvious. It's gonna be Tom Savini. Uh, oh, I I know him as Sex Machine. How could you be so obvious? I know, right? And I feel bad, you know that. Uh, you know, Josh is just like, oh no, it's so obvious. But yeah, Tom, like, just once again, man, like the fucking head sliding down the machete. How can it not be? It was so good. The corkscrew, the uh, the meat cleaver to the face. Um, I don't even know what the fuck is going on here. Josh is just holding up cats and shit. But yeah, Josh it, got a friend. It's Tom Savini, man. Like it's nice to see like him kind of get to come back and what was intended to be the final movie, you know, and kind of put a bow on it. Yeah. So that's the final chapter, the final chapter. What a misleading title. Um, so nightmare on Elm streets next. That's going to be exciting. I've been waiting to get into that one. And I know Josh is a big nightmare fan. So that one should be fun. Um, it will be a little bit of a retread for two of us, but you weren't here for us when we did that pilot episode, Daniel. So yeah. that'll be fun to have all three of us talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. So when you when we come back, I expect you to be fully prepared and fully knowledgeable on the art of booby traps. Definitely. And how to set them in five minutes. But other than that, type shit. Yeah. So any final words for us? Not much, man. Um, Like I said, I think that I pretty much said most everything that I wanted to say and cover. But if I did have some final words. Josh has unmuted himself and now we hear something. I'd say that they were... Jesus Christmas. Holy Jesus. God damn. Holy Jesus. Jumping Christmas shit. I was fresh. I was going to actually pretend to be Josh since he was having. So just a heads up. If you heard that double talk, it's because Josh's headphones died. So I was going to be Josh and be like, um, look at yourself in the mirror. Hug yourself. Give yourself a kiss. (laughs) You're making him sound like Jigsaw. Tussle your hair. You're cute and sexy and I love you. But anyways, Josh, go ahead. <laughs> no, that was perfect. I was just going to tell motherfuckers to eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, free shout out. Yeah, yeah, hug yourself in the mirror. Fucking masturbate today. Make you feel better. When you look in the mirror, shout, I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. I won't unmute myself now, okay. so I won't be double talking. All right. All right, guys. So, hey, we thank everybody for listening. We'll be back next time when we discuss. The three of us will be back next time when we discuss a nightmare on Elm Street. Um, also, look out for a little two-person episodes that'll be dropping in 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 between. And we'll see you next time. We appreciate you for listening. Bye.